You guys ready? Yeah, so Wait, Rich, what, what's, the, what's the name? What's the name of the series? Megalithic, monolithic, or monolithic? Something about that. Megalithic, monolith. Monolithic. Right. It's megalithic. Y'all Mon- named it. Oh, Alaska, Alaska <laughs> named it, and then he he, he tweeted. Well, that's hilarious. So the, the episode we'll name one about the podcast outside because look, I need- right, hold on. It's megalithic monuments. Okay, right, not, not monolithic, but okay, all right. Megalith- yeah, and what I'm thinking, y'all. We'll do the episode, and then I'll talk to y'all off camera about, like, you know, moving away from these cats. I don't know what solo. You know what I'm saying? But just, you know, like, Darren yeah, John, John got the, the poppin' situation. He can expand. He can take you on. He got the the iHeart Radio. Where? <laughs> <laughs> the Meyer League system. He can bring Castro wow. in, you know, be his backup dancer on the pod first. Wow. Like the D-League? <laughs> no, yo, yo, no. Podcast. Series Rapture in Delaware, the affiliate. You, you know, yeah. you have know, the satellite <laughs> team. Side and they like pull up like info and stuff. That was like the hype man on podcasts. There you go. Yes. He'll be the hype man. Yeah, Speaking he'll, he'll... of Chicago, mm-hmm. the Chicago Tribune gave this album two and a half stars. <laughs> Out of how many? <laughs> Out of five. Yeah. Who the fuckhead who did wrote? I don't y'all trust Chicago Tribune for shit. Let me see who this was. Well, the person's yeah. name was Rohan Prest Rohan B. Preston. Mm. Oh, I thought, oh wow. I thought, well he's the voice of hip hop to me. That's, Rohan. Right. <laughs> yeah. that's familiar as a motherfucker. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I that's thought Cisco wrote that shit or um Ebert. Which one worked for the time? <laughs> well yeah. see, he, he reviewed both uh, the Bush Babies no, so. ambush and organized confusion stress on the same day. In the same one? Wow. wow. Yeah. So let's see what he gave uh let me tell you, the Bush, Bush babies. God, this is a this is a flat Bush resident right here. Yeah, Bush babies is all that, and the man. Yeah, but it wasn't better than this. And he gave he gave the Bush babies three stars. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, he Bush know. babies got taken down by the man. You heard it at first. Otherwise, my block would be even more legendary than it is now. <laughs> yeah, well, r- real quick, and then we're gonna start. I forgot to say this on the CoFlow episode. Fun Crusher Plus dropped the same day as No Way Out. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, that uh, is the, the oh, yin and the yang. Like that is the the beginning. Of I bought No Way Out first. I know that much. Me too. I Me went too. and got Funk Crush a little later. I, I okay. sure enough had No Way Out on release. I was bumping Senorita. No Way Out. Is that like the, 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 I could not that in the family album. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, but see, that's the thing. This was so well produced and had so many features. It's barely Pub Daddy. Like no, it's no, not, no. I understand. No, I'm just, like, but I'm, this one in particular is seriously like not yeah. puffy at all. There's no, yeah. there's not the, the, the puffy DNA. Maybe one or two songs, right? Like it's it's really like yeah. And if so, yeah. you, you could tell them right now. You could be like, "That's a Jada Kiss song. That's the Biggie Pharaoh. song." That's yeah, Big Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Nah, Pharaoh not on record. Pharaoh's on the next. That's like one. That was the one with the song of future. Yeah, where he does the Pharaoh joint. Okay. Over the okay. my, my shit was the Twister joint. I can't even lie. That was it. Yeah, well, there you Rohan go. Be, Rohan Preston, I know this motherfucker. But I will always give him credit. <laughs> you know? He is one of the greatest rappers of raps written for him. Wait, oh, yeah. Puffy. Because, look, he doesn't just hire. You know, he had Loon with him. He could have somebody just writing, you know, just give me mm-hmm. something. He had the boy Curry on there. He fired mm-hmm. his ass quick. Mm-hmm. He would have Pharaoh. <laughs> 
Like, like you know what Roy, I'm saying? Like, would have like voice, real lyricists. Yeah, Styles, like, Jada. Yeah, they were all in the Jada, bag. like some really involved styles. I always, I always yeah. like to give side credit to that. Like, he wouldn't take the easy route. Like, you know, calling him, I don't know, uh, Manny Fresh. Yeah, you can write me something real, or Noriega yeah. or something. Yo, relax. Ooh, relax that'd be too. <laughs> all right, here we go. Ready? I ain't saying shit about Noriega. Yeah, don't do that. Don't make me sad. So what? What is it called? Me megalith monument? What is it called again? Megalithic monolith. Me Wait, monolith or monuments? So, see, pull it up. Pull up the picture on the. <laughs> I just ended like, up. Hold on. Hold dude, on. I just started drinking. You can't expect me to. <laughs> yeah. Megalithic. Megalithic right monuments. Me megalith monuments. Megalithic, megalithic monuments. All right, where? Monuments. Word. Megalithic monuments. Sure. Yeah, Here we go. I'm, I'm gonna All put right, it in the we'll... chat for you. Word, They're man, you. white Rohan Prestons. That's right. amazing. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Three, two, one. Boom. Thanks, Welcome to the Megalithic yeah. Monolith with Rohan Preston. <laughs> the Megalithic. <laughs> All right, man. Let's start the show. God damn. All right, here we Thank go. You, three, three two, one. To the chat. All right, boom. Call out culture. We're here. Another installment of the much debated <laughs> Megalithic Monument series where we talk about albums that are monolithic, that are monumental. That are so influential. I'm like sounding like Buster when he would do like all the adjectives. <laughs> Vanglorious, yeah. superfluousness, you yeah, know, fibrous. It's a fibrous uh, album. Fibrous. Like a That's not, song. That has nothing to do. <laughs> no, no. Oh my no. God. Fibrous. There's no metal muscle rap here, man. You know what, what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's evangelical. This joint's very evangelical. We're talking about stress, <laughs> the extinction agenda. By organized confusion. This the extinction show. agenda. The extinction agenda. My extinction the agenda. agenda. Let me tell y'all something. This is the period of time. Wait, Onyx can I introduce the fucking Supreme. show? Relax. No, Relax. not yet. Not yet. Oh, Onyx Rain Supreme. Yeah. You got scream songs. You got chant yes. songs. You can open your that. window and play it out. I had a courtyard, so I, you know, I live. I, I grew up with a courtyard. These are these are they make songs like this. Courtyard. We're gonna get Play to this because I, I want to ask I want to ask New Yorkers about this shit in a second. Oh, but before guys. before you rudely intrude, in, in, intrude the fibrous, <laughs> van glorious show with and I'm gonna tell you why it's fibrous. <laughs> we got listen, we got sketch eighty one eighty five from Chicago. This dude, yo, yo. the most Chicago dude who never saw seen a Bears game in his life. I respect him. He's here representing. What's shit. up, man? Shit, I'm taking, I'm chilling. I'm taking expensive. <laughs> Sketch, who's your favorite Bears quarterback ever? Peter Tom what Willis. Talking about that doesn't exist. You know Peter Tom Willis. <laughs> Yo. That's for what? Brian Urlach is my favorite Bears quarterback. That's who. <laughs> Yo. The quarterback of the defense. <laughs> oh no, they, the defense took him to the Super Bowl. Shit, fuck him. <laughs> Word, man. Good to have you finally back again after you've been on uh, the round good. table chat. We got fucking Philadelphia legend John Morrison <laughs> of the Serious Rap Shit Podcast, writer, oh, DJ, producer, supplement. I am legend, purchaser, the real one, probably. not Willie Smith. <laughs> we got it's John. between me and him. Philly's still debating. Mm. We got him. What's up, man? Thanks for coming on. This is fantastic. I'm chilling. Thank y'all for asking me. Yeah, and we brought these two guys on because on our Twitter show our wait, Twitter wait, feed. Wait, 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 wait. What's up? I'm Curly Castro. I was getting there. Castro. I was getting there, baby. <laughs> <It's Zilla Rock. laughs> yeah. I'm your, I'm your host, Zilla Rock. I got I got Alaska back. I got Castro here. We got the Twitter feed, call out Colt Pod. And that's why we got our two favorite guys are here to talk about this record. So we said oh, what guys. album 
yeah, what album would you megalithically, monolithic want to hear us talk about? And everyone was like, yo, this album, da 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 And it was Mad Albums, and which is a great list. We'll probably go back to it. But Sketch and John both said, stress the extinction agenda. Why? Why did, why did that come up to you, John, first? Why did this album, the first thing you're like, yo, you guys got to talk about it? Um, I, I don't think that outside of the initial press run and reviews that, you know, came along with this record uh, when it came out, I don't think I've seen a really involved discussion about this record. You know what I mean? I could be wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I haven't seen uh, really like, like, like heads really talk about it. You know what I mean? In depth. So it was, it was just, it, it just, when y'all tweeted that, it just came to my mind like, oh yeah, y'all should talk about that. I had no idea you would ask me <laughs> to come, to come talk said, with y'all about Check it. your head by Beastie Boys, Alaska would just, he would, he would reported you to Twitter. Be like, yo man, this, this is violent content. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, John, we made it into a self-fulfilling prophecy. Aha! Right. Aha, as good as you answered, boo. Oh, <laughs> no, I still agree with you um, in the sense that, um, you know, this is an area of like, especially compared to now. Now there's a little more volume, but I feel like release days and times aren't so crowded, even though there's more music now. Back then, it was a lot of crowd. So you, like, you were releasing with a bunch of other cats, and depending on people's preference, we might gravitate in that time to, you know, whatever, Illmatic, per mm -hmm. se, you know, for as an example. Rather, you're not going to immediately go to stress. But definitely, this album rings true. It's still, like, you know, still, still, um, still to me, some of Pharaoh's best work, not, not, not clipping any of his, his new work, but it's still some of his best work. And this is, so anybody knows, and not to interrupt, I always like the other guy. So mm -hmm. You already know you're, who my guy other was. Guy, like, yeah. so you already know, you know who my motherfucker was. Yep. Prince motherfucking Poe. Mm -hmm. Prince motherfucking Poe. <laughs> Everybody's talking about Pharaoh, the goggles. Yeah, fudge bug, yeah. yeah. Prince Poe, all right? Yeah. We'll get to that. At last, we got the good Prince Poe stories. We're gonna we're gonna get him on this. But yeah, I toured with Prince Poe. Oh, he do. Oh shit! Yeah, right. we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to the Prince Poe gems, the road the road stories. Yeah. But I want to um, hear yeah, sketch. I want to hear my sketch. Why sketch said stress? Same like John. I mean, like okay, so I'm gonna compare it to um, the Velvet Underground's first record, where they say it only only ten thousand people bought it, but ten thousand bands were formed from it. Something to that effect. Mm -hmm. it's one of those rap records where even if it didn't get, even if people don't openly say that it was their influence, you hear it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it's like what Critical Beatdown was. What, um, you know, you know, fucking Roads to Riches, later mm -hmm. Funk Crusher Plus, mm -hmm. and, you know, Cold Vein and things like that. It's like, it's one of those things that, you know, they didn't, it, people didn't necessarily give them their flowers, but they got to watch all their children flourish. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny because when I was listening to the record, I was thinking something very similar to that. Like, because Zilla and I were talking, Zilla Castro and I were talking earlier in the week about how '93 till Infinity had that effect, where it's sort of like that album another... helped help birth like almost like the indie scene as it became known. Um, but then I was listening to this album, I was like, damn, this one is like maybe the like East Coast version of that record. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. And yeah. they and they never claimed that. You never heard. Poe or Pharaoh, you know, even allude to 
hey, you know what I'm saying? We've seen people like build off our style. They just kept crazy. It's interesting. They never claimed that. They never even said anything remotely close to that. So, no. Yeah. The interesting thing uh, for me about this record, because I, I hadn't listened to it in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? But yeah. listening to it, it really stylistically it's so okay you're thinking about like 93 94 the underground was was more so like regional right Mm -hmm. like we in philly we had like underground guys that were like people we knew that Mm -hmm. you know made records and made tapes it wasn't like this national or even now global underground that exists now we were still aesthetically underground but rocking mm-hmm. with major label records like this mm-hmm. this is really in a lot of ways like stylistically like the prototypical underground rap record mm-hmm. and that yep. was like the thing that like rung off in my mind listening to it is really like you know a lot of cats took little bits of the dna from this shit and just ran off with it yep. and also there's a lot of um self-production which I kind of forget, yeah. forget sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I but totally didn't realize know, that. Like back then, you know. So let me see. Let me date myself. I'm a junior in high school, so I'm checking credits, but I'm not looking deep because I'm still thinking Puffy's producing everything by himself. I'm not looking at the lines yeah. below. Yeah. And then you kind of lose in the source. This happened with Outkast. You're like, hey, or even Redman. Oh, you you produce this. You just kind of mm-hmm. like albums would come yep. out, and if you didn't see the DJ like um like with Brand New being tall ass, you know, he, he's an imposing motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't see them, if you didn't see um, KD and um, Noise yeah, by Nature, you, you might not have known the producers and then researching this, bringing up Shy Skills and how much mm-hmm. they work together yeah. and how much he produced. You yeah. know, you always kind of, some of that stuff gets lost in the mix and then, then you know what happened? Uh, and like John was alluding to, things get lost in time, like then the superstar producer came. So mm-hmm. once the superstar producer popped up, you forgot the cats that were just dusty. You never saw their face. You didn't know where right. they were. And unless you were ahead, like producers knew the producers back in the right. day. Yeah. Right. But I don't think everybody knew who was making the tracks. And I'm looking through this um, track. List, I'm like, oh, sh-. you know, and then I'm, I'm reading them talking about it because I, I found an um, article about them talking about it. And they're like, oh, I found this. And was, we went crate digging with Q-Tip and Bismarck. And you're like, oh, y'all were part of that too. You know, yeah. so like yeah. producer MCs. But, yeah. uh, but back then, of course, you're going to put your MC foot forward, even if you're mm-hmm. making your own tracks. And then I, that's, that's pretty interesting. When people think about this record, oh, no, these cats produce a lot of these tracks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talent in these cats. And um, yeah. you know, definitely give them their flowers. I think that that's something that, um, that kind of gets lost when we think about uh, this canon. I'm assuming we're all in the same age group this canon of records that came out, you know, when we were teenagers or whatever, a lot of these cats got busy on the mic, turntables, and the beats. You know what I mean? So you have, like, Redman, you read the credits for There is a Dark Side. That ain't, you know, Eric Sermon and Rockwell doing that whole thing. A lot of that is Redman. It's Redman, yeah. Same thing with the album, too. Exactly. You know what I mean? KRS-One did... uh, uh, Rebel, Renegade, Must Stay Paid, which was mm-hmm. like, if you remember when that record came out, it's like the craziest yeah. record. And then you look and you're like, yeah. yo, KRS produced that. So organizers in that same vein, you don't think of these guys as producers, but they absolutely, yeah. if you read the credits on this, it's like organized, but wow, organized, but wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That shit is crazy. You know what I noticed too, playing it again a lot the last couple of days and gearing up for the show? 
there's a lot of horns on this album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That time and period. And it's yeah. like, it's like, cause I was playing ready. This is, this is a hip hop confession. I never heard their first album until this weekend. I never <laughs> heard that shit ever. Did you hear the first album? Did never. You hear like- I heard Fudge Punch, but I never heard. Yeah, I never heard the record. <laughs> yeah, it is. But like, so I know, I know Stress, I know Equinox, I know Pharaoh Solo, Prince Post Solo. Okay. But when when I played the first album, because after Alaska sent it to us, I was like, Yo, I've never heard this album. I just knew the singles. When you yeah. listen to the first album, it's very like late '80s, early '90s, like party energy, having fun, tempo, very up tempo shit. And they sound like you know I was bumping a lot of like, like, like parallel to that. I was listening a lot of Kid and Play. There you go. There you go. And it has like you know them doing like the nursery rhymes and then like the yeah. disco interpolations and the singing and like the DOS effects like Method Man like that type of like not really rhyming about shit, but it's like the feel good shit. Yeah. But when you go from that fucking record to this shit, it's it's like not, like the first one to me was kind of like run of the mill. Anybody could have made that album that year, which isn't bad. But you get the stress and it's like this is like some artistic shit where it's like it hits then i'm guessing it was recorded in 93 because like 92 ish is when you start getting like the jazz like the minor chord sampling mm-hmm. you start moving into that shit so then mm-hmm. by the time these dudes hit it it's like whatever's going on in their life as i was you know reading all the interviews about it you know with death and then like them dealing with racism more often and then mad at the industry a little bit you get more horns and more like minor chord like roads and I was like, the way they figured that by themselves, not yeah. with, with Pete Rock there, not with Large Pro there. Mm-hmm. It's fucking stunning. Well, they, they, they like worked pretty heavy with Paul C., I think, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Up until, I was going to say that. Got, up until he, he mur- got, got murdered. Yeah. Up until he, he was killed, yeah. yeah. So, and Paul C., from what we, you know, when I, when I was a kid, like around when uh, the first organized record came out and when Breaking mm-hmm. Adams came out, Paul C was like a myth. Huge. You know yeah. what I mean? He he was somebody who, you know, was making all of these huge records, but like you didn't I, I never read a Paul C interview, you know what I mean? Yeah. To like right. get into like process stuff. I it, couldn't even tell you what Paul C looked like. Right. Yeah. We, now we're getting stuff like with what uh Gino at Microchop did, like really like unraveling like the story of Paul C's life and like interviewing yeah. folks that worked with him. It seemed to me that he was a willing uh, mentor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. he taught Lars Professor, um, and he clearly, you know what I mean? He, he had produced on the organized demo. Clearly, he, he kind of passed some sauce along to them. You know yeah. what I mean? Even yeah. with that, like, that up-tempo style uh, from the first record. And then this record, too, that... Uh, sample based beats as like a collage kind of thing where you take one piece from Herbie Hancock and another piece from this other CTI record and then a piece from Mingus and, and in a way this is like one of the last major label rap records that's made that way too where you yeah. have two and three yeah. and four samples yes. playing together you know what I mean so there's yep. a lot going on musically as well Hell yeah, yeah. I mean if y'all mind me adding uh one thing, like, something that I noticed about that era when it comes to film and everything else, and just the way the streets was, the 90s were really fucking dark. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. the early 90s. Like, depending on where you were, that was the height of the crack era, or you were coming out of it. Yeah. You know, all of the sci- all the movies and the science fiction that was coming out was like, everything's going to shit in 1999. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah. Everything's about mm-hmm. to go to shit. So you have that looming, you know, you know, you have the old spy master as president. Then, you know, a fucking dude who plays a saxophone who's about to completely uh bankrupt the company. I will company, right? The country comes in <laughs> yep. and it's yep. all over and their mentor gets murdered. Yeah. And all that. So that right there creates a tone. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the civil rights leaders are old as fuck now and they all failed or fucking a secretary or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that, that just comes into the sound. You can hear it with everything that comes out. Because mm-hmm. everything as beautiful as it is sounds like a bunch of disillusioned youth. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and with that, you know, style-wise, I always believed that they rap like they were either trumpets or saxophones. Because they would rap and they would do things with uh, stabs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stabs yeah. And, they would, yeah. and they would speed up. And, you know, y'all already know when you speed up a bar, in order to keep it a certain way, you have to slow down a piece. That's or you have to yeah. pause in order yeah. for you to uh, catch the pocket. Mm-hmm. But that's the same way bebop, um, brass, and horn players did it. You know, you go, it's a, you know, a very particular, you know, um, Gillespie, you know, uh, Coltrane type style. You know, nice. Yeah, those are my immediate observations when thinking about the era in which they came out. Yeah. I mean, the era in which they switched from being kind of right. a pretty yep. sound. Of- That's a big. Yeah. Even when I was uh, the kid who works for me, who's like 26, who's like a music freak, I was telling him about organized, and I was like, "Yo, just 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 look at this album cover real quick." And he oh, looked up the stress shit, and he was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> he was like, "Yo, where can I hear this album?" And I was like, "Yo, this ain't on Spotify, dude." Was, was this Matt Dew's last great piece? His album cover? Uh, Funk Crusher Plus. No, he did Funk Crusher Plus. Funk Crusher, Funk Crusher Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tags of the Times. Um, yeah. The Japanese yeah. compilation that he did. Mm-hmm. He did a couple yeah. joints after this. Sure. But th- this to me is like, if you want, even even with Funk Crusher included, this is like his monument. Like, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Without question. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the era. Uh, so I'm a junior. I'm still heavy into comics. This is like, I don't even need to know. I don't even, I remember looking at this, not necessarily buying it, but like, oh, I'm getting this. I don't care who they right. are. I didn't care what their name was. Then I'm hearing their names, Pharaoh Monch. This guy's a superhero with the glowing fist, looking mm. like Iron Fist. Mm. He's in the back looking like Eternity with the galaxy in him. Like, you can't, mm. you, you, you can't sell me an album even quicker back then when I'm six, six, no. seven, six years old. That's all you got to do. Like, all right, right, mom, where's my 20 at? That's, I need that. So mm-hmm. I um and then just the details. So then as you get older, because I don't, I'm not saying you didn't hit this when you were teenagers. This is also like the teenager enlightenment. These cats are teens, but also yeah. this is where like teens are getting heavy red. They might get into five percent of them. They might they just trying to push more than whatever they were learning in school. Whether you like a lot of kids that were dropouts, the school sucked back then. Like seriously, I'm not even gonna lie. I was in school. Then. You know what I'm saying? So if, if if that if that juice wasn't getting you. You would go to more street knowledge and things of that nature, and you, and you were also trying to express that you were aware. You were trying to show that you weren't, um, you weren't a little kid. It, I also feel like this is like almost the adultism of teenagers, especially in New York. Like yeah. you're 18, you're trying to get a deal, you're trying to be a, mm-hmm. an adult. You out, you on the corner, you hustling, or you paying for your rent for your moms and stuff and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like you're older at 18, at 17. I mean, Wu-Tang told you all about that. You know, they were mm-hmm. 14, 15, heavy in the game. You're learning street math, which is learning real math. Because this math counts, right? You fuck up a count. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're catching a bullet. So I just, 
you know, when I hear this record and and Lighter was talking to Switch, this is like they're adulting, like um, yeah, like it's like it's like aliens, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like Farrell, different level of maturity. Yeah, his father passed during the making of this record. They're more responsible, like they said, yeah. Paul, yeah. Paul passed for the record. They they're um rubbing elbows with more cats in the in, like their friend. Like this is the time when your friend had a deal, and you heard your yeah. friend on radio. You know, even though you were in the game, so you got to keep. They were trying to keep up. And I, 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 applaud that. I applaud that big time. Castro, yeah. something you said. One thing I forgot for a moment. They went to high school with a tribe called Quest. Yeah. Yeah. And with a Kwame and who else was it? So I'm just thinking about tribe like. had a major label deal at that time while they were nope, all in high No, but I, I just mean style. Jungle too. Did, didn't Jungle Brothers go to that school? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking stylistically. Like think okay. about like you do this kind of happy-go-lucky record. Then, then the motherfuckers you went to high school with. Look at what their next steps were. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. really gotta, you really gotta do something that's pronounced. Yeah, you know, it's you know, it's, and they did, you know. But it's just, it's just funny because you know, competition is a real thing. Mm. And you know, in my <laughs> mind, they they rap better than the guys that went to high school with. But yeah. with that said, you gotta make the music. You gotta make mm -hmm. the music work accordingly. Yeah. yeah, you know, what's ill about the record too is like. Again, it's probably I don't know the release date in '94, but I'm I'm guessing so, it was made '93. Right? Probably it came yeah. out in it came like out that. August 16th. Okay, yeah. all right. So so it's probably made like the bulk of it probably like second half of '93 going into '94. Yeah. But you think about how like Illmatic was the one that made a lot of dudes. Oh shit! Like we got to come hard with this, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't even they weren't competing with Illmatic yet. No. Like you know what I'm saying, like it wasn't like like Mob Deep was like our career is over and, unless but we see we're on. They some may have been movement. because you know when you're in circles with oh, people, you hear, the, you hear yeah. the other shit. So like I said, I had I had Illmatic in '93. Right. Like that shit no was shit. out in the streets heavy before it came out. So they might have had. So it. they probably had it then because they're yeah. in the industry. But it does, but I mean I hear what you're saying though. It doesn't sound like a direct competition like no. influential wise. It doesn't sound like they were trying to be in step with them. I, well, I like even like Wu, like they weren't even like way. they were dropping like Wu wasn't full force yet. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Right. By the time like they're making it. They were trying to match direct. large professor. Okay. Like, yeah. OC, yeah. OC OC people don't forget OC ushered them into uh, yeah. this, this is also the time and um to me a glorious time where apprenticeship mattered. So you had your young MCs underneath you or your peers that you brought in that featured on one of your tracks and then they got a record. Right. Like yeah, that yeah. stuff mattered. You taught, um, hey, I'll teach you this trick. Like it, when they talk about how producers would teach each other stuff, they would give them yeah. one little thing. They wouldn't give them everything, but here, I'll try mm -hmm. this out. And then that person mm -hmm. would take that and apply. And now it's like, it got to, you know, obviously we know hip hop, crabs in the barrel. You can't really help your man out because he might lap you. So you, mm. you, you start thinking of that in, instead of what was going on here. A lot of collaborative, like so many people yeah. were in each other's studios while stuff was being made, even yeah. if they weren't on those records. Huh? Yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm looking at, at 94, right? The the sort of the, the release schedule for 94. Mm. So it's kind of dead until Hard to Earn drops in March. Oh, okay. Then, then the next big thing you have is uh, Illmatic. Sure. Uh, and April 19th, April 26th, you have Southern Playlistic. Uh, and mm. then you have uh, Sun Rises in the East in May. Oh, the end of May. That's crazy. But then between May, the summer is dead. Right? Like we look at summer now, summer is where the hits come. Right. right. So right? they were playing so during the summer. The biggest album for the summer is Functified. 
Oh, I love it. The I brand. Love it. Oh, that was a great I album, but that's it. not something you're going back to. Like, oh shit, that's just a, a single. Record. I had to cassette single immediately. Where, then Illinois Scratch Creep with me. Woo, where the homies? Yeah. Still, oh, man. still my shit. With the yeah. Punisher but, fucking riding jacket in the right. video. <laughs> <laughs> all these cops wish comes, they could get that shit. Organized comes on the heel of like so. Illmatic, Sunrise's Southern playlist. Organizes the next big one. Immediately after that, like two weeks after that, you have Ready to Die. God. Then you have Craig Mack, Project Funk the World. Ooh. Then you have Keith Murray, Most Beautifulest Thing in the World. Sure. You have Resurrection. You okay. have Blowout Comb. You Ooh. have um, OC Word Life. You have oh. fucking oh. Uh, Everything is Everything. You have shit, what else? To Cal. Like, oh. this is all like in two months from when oh, that record nuts. dropped. So that shit just got lost in the mix. But there is a dark side. But also wow. back then, though, Alaska, you got to admit, people weren't buying each and every one of those releases. Like, you know, if you were a kid, yeah. if you were a no. teenager, yeah. you, spend money. Popping, you might have skipped one. You might have had to get one. You know, back then, I remember getting things up. months after they came out. I wasn't like yeah. hunting mm-hmm. release day because I just didn't have that type of I, money. I, th- I think I might have been a little old because I was in college then. So like. Yeah. So whatever. you probably had a little more access or, you know, because like, so check it. If, if, if those things came out within two or three months of each other, I probably only were able to get like. Two personally, yeah. Right. Until like seven, we of them. would be in circles where like one of us would each get one, right? Yeah. Well, you get your man at WOT. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. But I still might catch on to something like in terms of like the release date to when I'm listening to mm-hmm. it. That was might have been a two two week to three month yeah. um, area. You know what I'm saying? When I would finally catch up to it. So here's um, the crazy thing. Oh, my bad, Castro. No, nah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Here's the crazy thing. I was nine years old when this when that came out. Wow. Word. But I started rapping around then. Of course you did. So like <laughs> so quite a few of those records we had in the house. Cause my, my parents listen to rap. That's great. Yeah, nice. yeah. So like, you know, like so that like that was, you know, that's That's crazy. Yeah, that right there. That that shapes the brain. <laughs> He's a child of the atom. Yeah, Yo, let's let, let's take our first break and we're gonna come back. We'll talk more. Okay, we'll get into best song, best fucking verses. You know, what I mean, what other adjectives we can describe the album with that begins with an M? Magnanimous, boom. <laughs> Mag- magnanimous, <laughs> monastical, <laughs> mystical, marvelous, monastical, maniacal. On for it right now. So, but I have our right, boom. Shout out to everybody that's going through this T-Mobile outage like I am. It's really rough on us. <laughs> yeah. Burn one for T-Mobile. You know, for real. Yes, I'll be back. We'll be back. All right. I got to get some more booze. Hey, yo. Peace to call out culture one time, man. It's your boy Scorsese. Shout out to Jason Griff. We the dream team. And we drop it. Catch point TM. This is the remix. Listen up, man. Wolfpack remix. Quell Chris. Yikes to zero. Zilla Rock on there. Curly Castro on there. Mr. Lift show up too. My man T. Paul on there. Whole lot of motherfuckers. You hear me? 17 joints. Pick that shit up. Grip. XScorsese.bandcamp.com. Midnight Express coming soon. Yo, it's Zilla Rocker, new EP, out now, Row House Whispers, me and Ray West, Bronx's finest, we got seven joints including a remix from our good friend Shane Great, it's available now, name your price at Red Apples 45, the number 45.bandcamp.com, 
limited CDs coming soon. Should be on all streaming platforms. Any doggone minute. Check it out. Row House Whispers. Silla Rock. Ray West. Available now. Back to the show. Welcome back. Shablash, shablash, shablash. Brought to you by Chico Sticks. There's still a quarter somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two for 35 cents at a bodega. Um, all right. Let's so check it out. What? So we were talking about OK, like kind of getting, they kind of got lapped that year. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. Alaska's breaking down a list of shit that comes out where it's kind of dry for a while and then you just get hit with like 10 records in a month and a half. What was your, what was your introduction to organized confusion and stress? Like Alaska, he was he was like he was like on a second divorce when this joint came out, so he was well. <laughs> Yo, I mean, sketch, sketch was eating Chico sticks when it dropped. He didn't really catch it yet. Yeah. Um, what? Where? Where were you guys when is like when? When did you catch on to organized and stress? Like when? When did that happen? I'll say this. Um, I was a fan of organized confusion on the first record. Mm-hmm. I feel like my man, uh, shout out to my man Teron that I grew up with in my neighborhood. He was like an advanced little kid. I was an advanced kid because I had an older brother who made beats and he was like a hip hop guy. So I knew stuff, but Teron was like even more advanced. He, he put me on to uh, the first organized confusion. So mm-hmm. I knew them by the time, you know, this record came out, but stress in particular, uh, the, the title track, I remember um, we had a class in my school. Uh, one of our teachers was out for like the year. So we had a substitute for the year. And this person did not give a fuck <laughs> what, we, what we did in class. So it was like, you know, like those old 80s, like uh, sitcoms, you come in and it's just like chaos in the classroom. Yeah, it was like paper plane and paper. Yeah, it's like throwing stuff. Yeah, (laughs) just no control. And the teacher used to let us watch the video music box. Oh shit! Oh wow! And we uh, the video. I remember this like clear as day. That video came on. It was like psychedelic and weird. Mm -hmm. Prince Poe had the book bag on with no shirt shirt on. Yeah. And I was like, yo this album is going to be crazy. So, I, you know, I was aware, but this was, like, obviously some whole other shit. So that was when this, when I first was really like, okay, this thing. And then, you know, like Castro said, that album cover, I was a kid that was into comic books, too, and, like, drawing and stuff. That album cover sold me immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't even, between yeah. that, the video and the song, like, I, I didn't need much else. Mm-hmm. That shit is fire. What about yeah. you, Sketch? Uh, for me, uh, it was, um, I think I was 15, 16. It was, um, I had a moment in which I realized my friends were were idiots for not liking older rap music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, it was before my time. I was like, sure. So it was, so it was Earth, Wind, and Fire, and, you know, you playing that. What was, what was your local kids? What, what was the thing banging when you got into this? What, was, what were they banging? That you were- I mean, like, we were all, like, at that point, it was always, it was the mix between, like, the local underground shit and the mainstream shit. Like we would listen to Mass Hysteria and Jay Z, Quell and Twister, mm-hmm. Psychodrama, wow. and you know, not necessarily Nelly, Ludacris. Like you know, it was right, more. Right, you know right. Indeed. And 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 but but with all that said, um, 
I was just like, yo, let me go back, listen to Big Daddy Kane. Luckily, I was able to find copies of Fun Crusher Plus. Mm. Then I got a copy of Organized Confusion, and I listened to it, and all of a sudden, everything made sense. Like, I could, mm. I could see, you know, it was like, if you, know, if you know a kid, but you've never seen one of their parents, and when mm. you see their parents, you notice the facial features. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I got the record, I was like, oh, that's why all this sounds like this. Yeah. Um, I was around like 16. Dope. dope, man. What about you, Alaska? Uh, I mean, I, I had a similar situation with John. Like, I heard the first album, you know, like, kind of when it came out. I, I used to buy everything. Like, every Tuesday, I've said this a thousand times on the yep. podcast, I'll go to the Wiz on Central Avenue and then to Tower Records on Central Avenue, and I buy everything that came out that day. Um, and I had this in my car for the longest time, the first organized record, and I was at a Yankees game with my girlfriend and if you ever driven to a Yankees game trying to get out of the parking lot at the old stadium you know it takes like an hour and a half so I was like yeah. fuck I never listened to this I threw it in and I just fell in love with it instantly like the first four songs on that record just go so hard mm. um so I was a fan immediately and I think I saw the video and I wasn't like you know I wasn't like super heavy on stress but I bought the record right before I went back up to college and mm. I just listened to it like three times on the ride up to college. And I got there and I was like, I went straight to my friend Stro. I was like, yo, you got to listen to this record. And it was like, I was just like a fan immediately of the record. It just was like everything I wanted to hear in rap music at that time. Cause it was like right when I was starting to get into underground shit. So I was right. coming out of like, you know, sort of like just, I guess what would be considered mainstream, mm -hmm. but that was even still like J Rue fucking like souls, yeah. Nas, all that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then getting deeper into like, you know, like Bob Stretch and Bobito shit, like mm. Cellar Dwellers, Freestyles, like all that type of stuff. So it was like the perfect sort of mixture of those two sounds. And I, I just fell in love with the record. And it's been like one of my favorite records forever, but nice. yeah, I haven't listened to it in a while. So it was nice to revisit it this weekend. Yeah, man. Castro, what about you, dude? So with me, I got into them accidentally and shit. So, um, I was a big, big OC fan, mm. uh, you know, um, just those type of cats, like to me, like Intelligent Hoodlum, you know, before he went all tragedy. So OC, back in the day when he dropped Word Life, so I guess I'm 16, 17, whatever, 15, he had the O dot, C dot. Yep. And then I heard of Organized Confusion. So I'm starting to think, are these the same people? Like, uh -huh. and then when you would see them feature on each other, then I was like, you know, like, oh, there's a confusion featuring OC. And I was like, all right, hold on. Like, I got confused. I didn't know what, how many people it was. Was OC a group now? And because of how he spelt his name. And I was like, oh, shit, this is totally other motherfuckers. And they do this and OC does that. So I had to get my brain straight. And then that's mm -hmm. when I started bumping their shit once I realized who they were. And then I was looking on their records for OC features. Mm -hmm. And then that's how uh... I, I just did the circle for that. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah, well, I there was this thing in the mid '90s. I don't know what the hell it was. Somehow I joined it. It may have been off of like a magazine at Tower Records or something, where I was like, because I was '95, I was 12 when this came out. So I joined some subscription service where every month I would get a VHS delivered to my house, and then there would <laughs> yeah. be like a CD sampler, and it was called like Mud. Or I don't know what the fuck it was called. But it would always be. It was basically like 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 how like DJs had the record pools. It was mm -hmm. like that, but it was a it was a CD of all the new rap songs with like a a, a brand new case, 
and then there was a VHS tape of all the adjoining videos. videos yeah. Right. Nice. That was like the first time I heard of Roots, like the Proceed. I had the video of that shit. I had the, the Ill Out Scratch video on this fucking wow. VHS. I would get every month. And so I and so I put on the, the, the video, and there comes the stress video. And I never heard of these dudes beside like hearing Fudge Pudge like on the radio at some random time. So I was like, oh, I, know, I remember these dudes vaguely, vaguely, vaguely. And I've seen that video, like John said, with fucking Prince Poe in the snow with the backpack. And then Pharaoh with, like, the braids, like, his hair on both sides, like, scrunched <laughs> down the camera with yeah. the fucking army fatigue on. And I was looking at that shit, and I was like, because that was the era, too, like, Boogie Monsters, when, like, their videos were, like, right. stripped out. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is, like, that type of shit. Like, the weird dudes. Like, okay. And then, like, Alaska, I'm starting to realize it now, like, as a kid, I was peeping at, but then when the monsoon hit, like, Biggie, Method Man, Nah, all those other fucking records, it, like, sucked all the oxygen out of the room for me in organized confusion. But then when Equinox dropped, I bought that on cassette release day, and then I bought Extinction Agenda CD that day, too, because I was like, well, I should probably just get both because I don't have one. Mm-hmm. And organized was new, and I was like Alaska. By that by that point, ninety seven, I was just buying everything on every Tuesday. So Boy, I was like, all right, let me buy these joints. So I played Equinox first on tape, and I was like, what the fuck is going on with this shit? Yeah. Nothing's happening, and it's not a good tape album because it's all interludes. And I was like, uh, what? And then I put the Extinction Agenda CD, and I was like, oh, oh shit! Like this is the <laughs> album. Like this is the one. So this is the, the one I fuck with the most. But it, but at the same time, it was like. It, it, even at that time it wasn't like i was i wasn't rhyming for real yet so i couldn't like i was just like an astonishment like i can't believe somebody could do this shit like whoa mm. i never heard somebody rhyming like this this is and also then, the um well, now it was because it was all bunched in like we're saying but this is also one of the last true good trimmed down records i i, I realized that when i was like listening. 13 joints no right, no yeah. skits, no interludes ah, the nothing. basic intro but mm-hmm. it was like Compact and it was making a statement. That yeah, that song was pretty heavy and middle song. You know how that that, that but myth then the about weirdest thing is like, I think it was probably ninety nine when Pharaoh first went and like Simon says, so, yeah, right, because that was when him yeah. and Muff dropped. Yeah, so you're talking like two years after Equinox. By that point, I was like all in on Pharaoh, like with the Mayor joint, all sound bombing too. Yeah, the Mayor crazy. That shit is hot. Yeah. Internal Affairs, like, I played the shit out of that album. <laughs> then he, on the, um, oh not no. even Simon Says, just like, oh, oh no. then he did Oh No, then he was on The Life with Styles, and then... Life song, oh, man. I, he, just, he was just, like, zooming, and I was oh. like, I became, like, a really big Monch dude. So even by that point, I wasn't even thinking about OK anymore. I was thinking about Monch. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I got kind of, like, buried this album again for a long time. And then Prince Poe came out with that Slickness record. So oh, yeah. I was like into that shit, peeping that because he had like Mad Lib on it, Raekwon. And then it wasn't so like, all, um, yeah, it's kind of ill. The, the, the cover's ill. And then the cover probably is much like, the precursor to like, Watch the Throne. Yeah, like, there's so much yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, like that was like one of the, it was no words on it. Oh, I love right. It. And then when, and when they both of them kind of had like a lull for a little bit, like Pharaoh was like in between deals, that's when I went back into this album. So you're talking like, oh, Six oh seven, mm-hmm. when I finally started like playing it with nothing else around it, you know what I mean. There right. was always, but like I, it makes sense with Alaska said. There was just always like a, for me like a lot of stuff around it that was like bigger, more popping. Pharaoh became massive. It was never like an okay thing, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, these dudes are not fucking. They're they're running this summer. 
You know what I mean? Oh, so, nah. Yeah, that's my shit right there. Uh-uh. I don't got them. John got some snacks. He's hiding out, man. <laughs> call, call him my crew. For, kid. We just, we got forgot snacks. I was on a show for a second. Sorry. <laughs> so that's what. That's dope. We're going to take a snack break anyway. Boom. Look at that. See? Boom. Good hosting right there. Get your Trader Joe's blue corn chips out. You know what I mean? Take yeah. a little break. You know what I mean? Get a little dip. Get a little queso, the vegan queso. I'm a big fan of that joint. And pop it oh, I got fish tacos and Reese's uh, chewy chocolate chip cookies. Hey, yo, Q. Hey, yo, Q. Wrecking crew. Raheem's Lament, the new project from me, myself, Zilla Rock, and Curly Castro. Prem Rock, Small Professor. Available exclusively on Bandcamp via wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. We got all your favorite Wrecking Crew affiliates, homies on there. People you already know, I don't even list them off. Go grab that joint right now. And then you could also grab the official first ever piece of Wrecking Crew merch designed by Quandry himself. You can get the five panel hat. Or you can get the black snapback. Joints are shipping now. Alright? Raheem Clement. All types of wild shit on there. We got Arm and Hammer on there. We got Willie Green on there. We got Jason Griff on there. We got Quandry Messiah Music. We got New Career Crooks for me and Small Pro. Blue Edwards, the new group. Curly Castro and Small Pro. We got exclusive Prem Rock joints on there. Yo, it's crazy. Check it out right now. Raheem's Lament. Peace. Welcome back. Call Out Culture brought to you by Koki 900. Get fucked up for cheap. Here we go. Main event. One of the main events. What? This is this is crazy because even playing the album again today, I'm like, I don't even know how I can do this shit. Yeah. The best Poe-verse. We'll start with that. What is the man. best Prince Poe-verse on this album? Cause I think I think he's shining, man. Like he's yeah, he's, 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 he's not just like the other yeah. dude on the. That's song. something I wanted to but say too. Very true. Very Definitely true. John's got to this, say first. Yeah, this yeah. this record um, reminded me how much parody is between them as MCs. I feel like that kind of gets lost. Um, like it's a similar situation. Like in the first like handful of Roots records, mm-hmm. Black Thought and Malik B were comparable. Yes. MCs. Yes. Of course, Black Thought is, you know, on another level, but that's like, that's other circumstances. But there's but, one record where Millie B was destroying Black Thought. Which one? It's, it's, um, it, it's the, Things Fall Apart. Like, Things Fall Apart. You know things Fall Apart? Yeah, he's yeah, definitely he on it. He got, he got solo tracks on it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he's definitely contents. on it. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, he got solo tracks? I don't know. I, I would, honestly, let's just say Ella Duff High Fly. Because people Ella won't Duff. do that. Because they, they won't give Malik, like, he was the lead MC. But he was on right. his ass on Do You Want More, too. That yeah. shit was neck and neck. And arguably, yeah. arguably, like, off top, the best person I've been in a room rhyming with. Or wow. something like, oh, just off top shit. You know oh, what I mean? Because you know what it is? When when cat it's not just freestyling that's an ability but to freestyle your style yeah like your, right your, that's hard and your stuff like that's like you saying Malik B that's like um um uh uh Vortal Mech. like if you yeah. ever if you were ever in presence of Vortal like what the fuck what what do you yeah. this, this is what comes to your mind yeah you, you know what I'm saying like oh you sound like you when you do this or, you don't um, sound yeah, like or even um another big one um uh, Alaska one of the subcons oh yeah. Yep. Subcons, wow! Yep. His freestyles were like, 
wow, that's what's on your mind somewhere? You're like, yeah. that's kind of crazy. But yeah, yeah. That's, I don't even want to divert too far. But yeah, I'm glad you brought him up because I used to see him at uh, Footwork back in the day. And mm. he would like run through dudes, like not even no hyperbole. Yeah, footwork in New York City, or was there a footwork in Philly? It was too? a Philly footwork. Oh, Philly right? footwork. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. Rich Medina, uh, Rich Medina, and a young lady named Steph were Steph, like Steph. that was their spot. Steph Tatas. Yeah, yeah. When I got, I know you know Steph. I know Steph. When I got to Philly, that was dying. That was John. That was like dying down. Ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. That's when that was kind of um, phasing okay. out. But yeah, subconscious. You know this. You know, if anybody doesn't know, go look up his stuff. Berserkowitz. This is a warrior. Yo, yeah, no. he. His head bop single, that three three song EP, is on yes. Spotify. Yes, that's and he has that other, um, that's still like one of the greatest releases ever in my mind. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, pushing orbit zeitgeist and uh, yeah, and then he has that pizza kind of record. Something yeah. about pizza, I can't. But that is an yeah. amazing record. Like this guy, I thought he would pop. I really did. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Subcon. Pushing orbits is the one too. Pushing orbits. I seen him do that live. We went to college yeah. together for a college show. I was sitting there like, and then. Oh my God, we go, we're in college together? Like, (laughs) and this is right when I just, listen y'all, I just started rhyming and I I see this cat and he's like my age. I'm like, oh my God, I got work to do, yo. Mm -hmm. Like it was seeing Zeitgeist and pushing over his live and the way he's able to, he was very impressive um, uh, performing. That was, that was something else. That was something to see. So I give, I give props to Clay, um, excuse me, uh, Subcon. Like he helped, he, he, he catalyzed the cat. He won't yeah. even know yeah. that. That was a catalyst for me seeing him in that um, era. Show. Well, Prince Poe, uh-huh. anyway. Yes, back to Poe. Definitely shining on this record. There's no, like, Mach is, for shining. Mach is yeah. my favorite, but yeah, he's Prince Poe is getting busy on this joint. Yeah. So, Alaska, tell, tell, us, tell us a Prince Poe story that you haven't um, <laughs> the, the one that I, that I can tell is... Um, Funny. Uh, so us and we were like the openers, and then it was um, Prince Poe and then RJD2. And uh, yeah. Prince Poe came out with like three dudes, and they were they were rocking off a fucking CD player, like a little like CD man, yeah. which was kind of yeah. common, but it was like the $15 one you got at a bodega. Where yeah. it wasn't like oh, yeah. Sony or Sanyo. It oh, was it like, was uh, Sonya. No, 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 it was the Shockproof. Remember, they, what was the levels there? No, like, there, there was, yeah. There, there, shockproof there, Walkman? Uh, they yeah. were called like Kobe or some shit. Like C-O-B. Kobe, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, the Kobe, because I used to sell them shit to the records. But it had the Sony front. Yeah, but it was Kobe. Right. Yeah. Remember, Sony had the three, trust me, I was so in the CD Walkman. Sony had the three seconds skip delay. It would counter if it would jump. If yeah. you were walking with it and stuff. Yeah. But they also, Sony also had like, there was one that was like metal, like die cast metal. Yes. That was, yes. Like, that was like $80, $90, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was like the one you got if you had to play a CD player on tour, but they had the fucking bodega one. And <laughs> the shit would skip non fucking stuff. Yeah. So he would, he would just keep doing his verse from stress over and over and over again. <laughs> and then, the end of the night, it would be like his boys would be like, "Yeah, I don't know what's going on," and he was like, he just like flip, he'd be like, "Fuck you, no." <laughs> Yo, for, for the listeners oh. out there, I just want to explain to y'all. So like, it was wild. Being a performer, it's really time based if you don't even know. And so if yeah. there's a hiccup, 
you're already in this four count and there's this hiccup and like all of a sudden two counts are gone and you don't even yeah. know what the song is you don't know it's like you're lost in space i've been there oh yeah. and, like, and, and it was happening? like you just start, you start feeling bad because it's like it looks a goddamn so legend man and it's yeah. like oh my god i'm just watching this and it's like these kids don't even know who you are because they're here to see rj you know, like they're like deaf jokes, RJ fans, yep. and they're like, you don't even know who this person is. Jesus and it's like, Christ. he's frustrated with you, you're frustrated with him, and it's just a bad situation. Like, God damn, man. Mm -hmm. But no, I'll, I'll tell you the better story offline. All right. All right. <laughs> I, 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 out of the three of them, one of them should have been holding the CD. Hold, like, you gotta hold it like this, like like a fucking... Eventually like, they like, got like, to like that a, point. Like a wine glass joint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they eventually yeah. got to that point. But there was like you many nights there. where they had like group meetings in the parking lot. <laughs> Yo, I know, I know the yo. Let me tell y'all a quick, oh, quick story. So I uh, had a problem with, we, um, and I don't know if Alaska, if you bumped into this, anybody else's tour in the park. So we used to play those dats. And the thing about dats is um, you show up to a place that's like one of those, um, we used to go to these competitions at Morehouse, out of state, or whatever. Now, when you go to a competition, you're going with dat. You think you're a little more professional than other people going yeah. with like a CDR or whatever. But if you're dat, it's not the same brand as the DAT player they have there. Yeah. Then you perform, everything seems fine until this phantom nightmare screeching sound comes through mammoth oh speakers and you have to act like you don't hear a thing and keep performing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like wow. It's the scariest thing in the world because it's this wild sound that's only created with frequencies that don't match. And it's this weird thing and you just got to perform through it like, okay, hey, I didn't hear that. You heard that? Nope. <laughs> Yo. Yo, that is bad. That's, that's hilarious. I never used that after that. I was, and then again, like Alaska saying, then you're off, you're off to the side, <laughs> screaming at each other. Oh, you know, you think you messed up your chance. And D Depp was one of the um was one of the uh no that that was something else. I, when we did that, who was one of the guest hosts? It was like a brand new being show or something like that. We opened oh, a brand wow. new. Well what what but what's 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 the best Prince Poe rhyme? Okay, the best Prince Poe mm. rhyme on this one is ba 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 ba. I already got mine, man. It's a book. I like I like thirteen. 13 is I like good, 13. yeah. I like 13. Right. I'm thinking about it. You know, it's like there's a typical ones like Bring It On and maybe Stress. Is this a, that was uh, he he, wait, wait, he ain't on 13. 13 is the Pharaoh. 9 on 13. It's just Pharaoh. Oh, it is Pharaoh, right? It yeah. is Pharaoh? Yeah, because Pharaoh yeah. calls himself 13. He's, he's like screaming at the end of it. Yeah, he was, yeah. But he don't, he don't got a verse. All right, then it's then it's um it's why. Ooh, why is good, yeah. Why is I reminisce back when I was swinging with Mitch. Pitting him things she got her. Kick out of my Jeep and a Miller Burger King a shot her. Eagle down with my maturity. Getting papers from Port Authority. Doing security, uh. She just used to climb up in my whip a whip. Just to stress a nigga quick. Young chick on an eagle trip. Whip, bing, I had to stop the pigeon. Step. Find a double comprehend exactly how I'm living. So I met a girl around the way from the uptown set. We used to drown and sweat. Uh, she was my darling until I lost my nine to five. She started dissing, listening, pretending, and shitting on my pride. She tried to crush my project, cut off. So to the next, uh, not for the sex. This one used to run through the projects. Gossiping with the next about the next. Love to cover her neck for stress. Gave her a cat as a pet. They didn't know which way she wanted to flow Flowing with this nosy hoochie when I was out Doing my shows, doing a dimbo Dimbo, dimbo, dimbo You can't front, you used to
follow the prince pole And fall fast asleep into the morn Girlfriend started flipping so yo, prince had to be gone I'm just another brother trying to get around the fakes And keep my mental state, no matter what it takes And yo, why you trying to play me though? And it's dope like they sequence it right after Bring It On too Yeah, well there's like a little pocket in the record where it sort of gets like upbeat yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like why is right. that stressful? But it's like why? Let's organize in three, two, one. Three, two, one. Yeah, right, yeah. right. It right. almost and sort it, of like harkens back to the first the, record. Yep, the first. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's like colorful, you know, jazzy. Mm-hmm. Let's organize has Q-tip on there. Mm-hmm. You know, know naturally positive, well, yeah. and doing his I stuff on there. God, and then three, two, one is like, oh yeah, but but again, that's like um last this sequencing. Like this is a well executed trim fit album. Like this is a full meal. You can see that they wanted you to take it from track one to 13. Yeah. No skips. Me and Zillow was talking about this a couple of days. This is one of those albums. No skips. Barely any skips on this shit. You don't really have to. Yeah. You know, you can just let it rock. And that, that's that's impressive in itself. The only I joint mean, I really skipped was Keep It Coming. That's like the weakest joint. And that's not even trash. It just doesn't hold up to everything else that's slamming. Ain't so, that the one that's like a minute long, too? Yeah, it's like it's like it's it's yeah, it's between three, two, one, and straight bullet. The joint yeah. keep it coming. It's got like yeah. some like off kind of kilter drums, but like that's that's not even that bad. It's just the only song out of thirteen songs where I was like, ah, mm-hmm. I'll skip this joint. That's it. Yeah, it doesn't have the weight of the the others. Yeah, what's what's yeah. the what, beat? What's, it's the beat on that one too. Yeah, the, the beat's kind of weird, but I fuck with it. The uh, my my principal verse is fucking Black Sunday, dog. Yeah, Black Sunday. Uh-huh. Song on the record, Black Sunday is my favorite song. I love yeah. Black Sunday. Amazing. Because that line he says, I'm like, Nas bit that shit when he was like, crack vial so you could feed that baby. I used to ride the elevator with the crazy lady. Crazy lady. Yeah. <laughs> that shit right there, man. When when Nas said that a couple years later, I was like, all right, I know where you got that from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early 80s throwing rocks at the crazy lady. I was like, nah, dog. Prince Poe mm-hmm. beat you to that punch, man. Remember losing a loved one, Lord, help us to make it over. Delete the pork, cigarettes, and 49 cent soda. We came a long way, and I'm still running for my freedom. Still have 100 miles to go. Escape from the crack vials, so you can feed that baby. I used to ride the elevator with the crazy lady. A year later, I made demo cassettes with the munch, and stick was on the fader. Rhymes ran out quick, so I encouraged Munch to start writing rhymes on Mrs. J. Cook dinner, then we came in into some hard times. Our contract shouldn't have been on the plate Two apes escape back to L.A. with our demo tape The state of mind I was in since Paul C That is that I gotta get mine Representing 40 projects so I'm all in Gotta make papes and all that Close my own record deal Cause I can't fall for that old snake shit Hissing in the grass for the cash Little sis, need tuition Listen, if you're missing my money My fish you will be kissing Damn, I don't even understand Lord, Lord, help me out Stole that whole gave you power shit from Farrell yep. on the uh, yeah man. Not, not, the was, was, uh, uh, we'll get to that, but yeah, nah, um, we talked about that too many times on this fucking show. gave you power. No matter how many times you talk about it, it's true. What's true? Nas' song power. is better. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I'll say that. Fuck it. He still That's stole it. He still stole it. Oh, no, no, said my dick is the barrel. That shit can't be better than anything Farrell Marsh said when he just yeah. described a bullet ripping through people's insides. 
But also, the one thing about Straight Bullet, though, they, they get is like there's two stories in there. Like one of the cats yeah. that mentioned they got shot right. actually got like so. Yeah, yeah they, they get points for that. Yeah. Wasn't uh didn't Straight Bullet get uh the rhyme of the month? Yeah, the source. Uh, Marty did. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. First did. Okay. So yeah. That's probably where I read it. And also, if y'all remember, sometimes I would read these quotables, but I wouldn't be able to place it because I might not hear that song. They yeah. would go deep dive yeah. on some quotables. Right. They would put the songs out. Like, oh, right. I didn't mean. You know, um, like big, it was a couple of big L quotables. I didn't hear those mm-hmm. songs until I saw the quotable and then I went and found it. Yeah, Chino XL or some shit. You like read it, you know, you read it and be like, oh, that's no, you read it and go, oh, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> you know, another little pocket he's hit on Black Sunday, Prince Poe at the end when he says, "Gotta make my papes and all that." Close my old record deal because I can't fall for that old uh-huh. snake. It, hissing in the grass for the cash little sense intuition listen if you're missing my money my fish you'll be kissing oh yeah i was like yeah. yo he wants that that's a businessman yeah. right there right that shit was fire i love yeah. that song. the, the pharaoh his opening line on that song where he's like uh i used to watch my grandmother catch the holy ghost in church for her yeah. soul she was searched that mm. like just that i'm like yo yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a tone setter line yeah. you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, he also has the, some similar to um to that in Maintain, where he's like, now it's been said, that. the grown man's not supposed to cry. The cry so why yeah. is there a tear Near inside my, 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 my eyes? Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, fuck, next on the Pope verse. Um, uh, 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 yeah, no, go ahead. Mines is the extinction agenda. Oh. Mm. Ah. Merging up to another level, there was stand hand-to-hand, rap, combat, black, back, that, like, yeah. just just starting like that is fucking crazy, and just the whole rhyme. Is it the damn it? The original Aborigine in the vicinity, the city's committee consider me the trilogy of terror. Yeah, like, he comes off that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yo, he used to always hit the rhyme running, like you oh. know what yeah. I'm saying, like like hit the track running. When you get to him, he's already. You know, or in step, um, Poach. I'm telling y'all, Poach is my champion, y'all. I was like, wow, somebody could do that. Emerging up to another level, there I stand. Hand to hand, rap, come back, black, back in the land. I expand, data for the rap, leaving mutilated bodies, lacerated limbs, grim sights, the new jacks. Pick up six and grab the orb, dig deeper to the ghetto. I take you to a new realm, levitating above the norm, anticipating me to pick up seven more new jacks and commencing with the sedating. The original aborigine in the vicinity, the city's committee consider me the trilogy of terror. Whatever I do, I bring light. You're blinded by the glare of the trendsetter. Beware when I strike. Blueprints like no other. The soldier of fortune, the undercover. Rebel or rap attacking the ones who's attacking blacks. I'm on a mission in peace. I make tracks. Elevate with the almighty God in front of me. Teach seeds in the hoods the truth. The wanna be competitor will have no other choice but to surrender. Can't stand the pressure. The extinction agenda. <laughs> And like Pet was saying earlier, the chopping, the chopping, and then stopping and then slowing down, like you like, you know, the zigzagging, you're just trying to keep up. I remember this being like, you know, because Das Effects was more commercial, you would hear their joints and they were at the nursing yeah. around moving in. But like this is I was like, no, this is this is an advance of that. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And it wasn't just speed rhyming. These cats were like really like like same um like uh jazz players, some um horn players, mm-hmm. trumpet players, oh. back. Yeah, that's really what they were doing with styling. I just like I like how you phrase it. You know what I mean? Like how he would 
how he would arrange his wordplay, where like Farrell could like stretch it and fuck around, and Poe was he was more like the straightforward dude in a way, mm-hmm. but he he wasn't like bland. You know what I mean? Like right. there's always kind of like like the live wire motherfucker in a group, and then like the other dude yeah. is like, stoic to kind of yeah. offset it. Like Poe yeah. could fuck around the stack with the style. stuff. And I, I like, I just want to throw real quick the one part on maintain. I love how he phrased this where he says, try to get over pressure on my shoulders. Drop the fat LP in 91 of October. Yep. You would normally say October of 91. You would say in yep. 91 of October. <laughs> that always jumped down. You're like, that's fucking fly as shit. You just said that bitch backwards. Who's got a pole rise? Um, yeah, I got. I, I really like his first verse on um, "Let's Organize." Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. Like, do you want to jump in here, the boogie bear? Jump up, freak the funk, throw your hands in the air, compare me with none. You know that whole shit is just really dope. Triple crown just to make the job done. Yeah. 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 Do you want to hear the booger bear jump up and do the freak fuck? Throw your hands in the air, compare me with none. The son of the king, triple crown, just to get the job done. I surpass fast dash to a mass and crash by some block the spot. And organize on that ass, some hot black with no sugar spray coffee. You stalk me because your girl want to hawk me. Chop me, clock me, watch me mutilate the mic. Rip it apart, shatter your brain when I strike. Out of syringe, your raps to cleanse your fall in the part style. Damage your amateur because I'm pulling you foul. Honey, you see me and they yelling organize. You know what's interesting when you play that joint and you hear Q-Tip? Yeah. It's like, it was almost, like, artistically and what they were doing, and like we said at the beginning of the show about, like, how them and Hyro kind of birthed the underground scene. But, yeah. but, they yeah. were, but because they were on an island, it kind of fucked them up in the moment because they weren't connected to, like, native tongues. They weren't connected to Wu-Tang. They weren't connected mm-hmm. to, like, the bad boy universe. So they could yeah. have Q-Tip on the joint, but even OC is like DITC. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But he's also like, an organism because he he was with Fudge Punch too. So he's sort of right. like he's definitely okay. Lineage. Yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. He was like an official third member when they. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because that right, was when was I first like heard OC was through the first organized record. Yeah. yeah. But he was the card carrying DITC guy, whereas organized right. yeah. it's like, like we don't have. It's just yeah. us. It's just it's just Poe and Munch. That's it. It's just two guys. I think it kind of like fucked them up back then to not be. I mean, everybody didn't crew up though. Z. You know, everybody tried. Some some people yeah. still their own too, and then crews came about that. So I mean, right. it might have benefited them, but I don't know. To tell you too, thinking back, I don't know what crew they would have fit with. They would have been out. Like sometimes you just can't take the out rhymer cats. Like right. you know these cats yeah. gonna out rhyme you every time. You can't really have them rolling with you. Right. Like Redman. Yeah. I mean, Murray, they couldn't have them with. They were outliers. It could also just be the label they were on sucked too. Like, yeah. what's yeah. the Broadway Hollywood no, Basic Hollywood or whatever basic. it was? Yeah, yeah. Hollywood Basic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like was worse that than the being Disney on Wildfish. Right yes. What's that? It might have been. I yeah, think Disney, so. Disney it was label. Disney label. That was Disney? I yeah, think like, it was. Oh, did, didn't, didn't they like sign and like shelve like, uh, like dilated or some shit? There was like some underground group that they also signed but never came out. Yeah. Really? It might have been like early dilate if somebody was on Hollywood Basic or something. Mm-hmm. Or it might have yeah. been like Charisma, Peanut Butter Wolf maybe? Maybe that's, that Charisma might make sense, yeah. It was definitely like some indie shit. That's yeah. around that time. That's around that time period. Yeah, yeah. like early 90s. I've, yeah, I feel like uh, Peanut Butter Wolf and Charisma might have been Hollywood. I know uh, Shadow did a bunch of stuff for them. Like you get 12 inches yeah. 
and they'll have like a Hollywood basic 12 inch and then shadow will have like a remix on the B side. Oh word. Yeah. 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 Mm. But uh, you know, that, it's an interesting time because it was all them labels and they were all folding, but Alaska, that's a good, that's a good pull because if the label was like shitty, then they probably didn't have connects or the money to hire these yeah. collabs. It might've made them like Zilla saying, might have made them seem like they were part more extensive tissue. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think uh, this might be a good time to stop the show and play uh, the new single Zilla Rocket and Ray West featuring Curly Castro, where I say, "Fuck Hollywood recordings." My organized confusions is thrown up by Matt Do and leaves out Mad Fumes. Look at that shit. That's wow. good yeah. I'm not gonna. So, I ain't gonna so yeah, it, it was Charisma and Peanut Butter Wolf. That I knew was it. the one that they, yeah. they shelved. That was a good pull by me. Because they ended up, he ended up um, dropping that shit later, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the first songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Peanut Butter Wolf put that. That's the red, red light, green light shit. Yeah. Again, you got to like, it was funny because it's so out of time. You got to be, to me, it was like you have to be in the mood for that L.A. style, which you, that was great back then. He would have been. This was ill, man. Yeah, he would have been a crazy. Yeah. I remember the, the news saying the day Charisma got murdered. Oh. I was watching TV and it was something like inside of something. They talked about charisma being murdered, mm, and it wow. was like this rapper on the verge of da 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 gets murdered. Then when Peanut Butter Wolf puts out the record, I'm like, oh shit! I remember the news story. Wow, <laughs> that's so crazy. In wow. Chicago, you hearing that shit? That shit is wild. Yeah, yeah, that's that. No, that. I don't know what that that one just always stuck with me. I was like, why am I why do I remember charisma? But it's like, yeah. I got into charisma after I got into my vinyl ways a ton and then I started reverse engineering. Oh yeah. Yo, about I, listen to that I still never listened to that record. Oh, I love record. That was like, one of the first records where I would just like when I was older and I was I reacquired a turntable and I was just playing that. And you could play that behind you and I was playing that and they just got so many different grooves he found. Like they're like three in particular. And I would just, uh, I love that, right? Two vinyl, double vinyl, oh. mad beats. Hell yeah. It's one of those records like the Knots, where if the oh. uh, if, if one of the guys that didn't die, who knows where rap would have went? Yeah, I, I, I was, I was about know, to that. Yeah. yeah. That because they, they, it was West Coast. Oh. We see it as West Coast now. But what West, oh. West Coast was being represented then wasn't exactly, for, not, let me not say West Coast, L.A. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And here, you know, and and who knows what have ha- what would have happened? But it's one of those things where you realize like the game would have probably changed if neither one of those two MCs were murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, without if charisma didn't pass, then you know you don't have Stone Throw theoretically. Yeah, true. Right. I didn't think about that. Oh yeah, I had a note about by not have been the incentive. What, what's right. that sketch? Yeah. Okay. I just had a note about OC in in respect to organized confusion. I was I was re-listening to um, Times Up a lot recently, mm-hmm. and when I was going through the rhyme style, I was like, his rhyme style reminds me more of Organized Confusion than Fat Joe, Big L, or AG. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Like just like the very casual ways that he breaks apart from the beat, mm. he gets back on the beat, it stays rhythmic but adds details. Yeah, in a way where it's like it wasn't about hitting the syllables as hard as they did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was just yeah. like it was a it was a rhyme style that organized confusion does where they weren't worried about being on a beat because they knew what the beat does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not worried about 
being on and off beat because I know how to m- manipulate on the beat. Yeah, you know, like, and, you know, and they made the motherfucking beats. They were the producers. Yeah, right. that's a genius. They, you know, they, yeah. they, man, they, didn't so OC? They I was gonna say, did, didn't OC grow up uh, across the street from Prince Poe? Am I tripping or is something that like that? Yeah, they, they, sure. they were like they were like in the they neighborhood, were very in close vicinity. Um, up right. Point, where yeah. they were. I thought so. And then also to break down the New York thing, like so, boroughs were far away from each other, y'all. So like, if you Alaska, well, if you going to Queens, that's what you're doing that day. You're not going to Queens and then yeah. going somewhere else and other sort of Bronx. But when they were home, they were home. Like you had to, either they were gonna make that trek or not. And so that's how you you had these hip hop pockets all through New York. Yeah, because cats would try to find something locally, like literally, like Wu Tang was stuck on the island. Nobody. Like they'll they'll tell you whatever they want to tell you. Nobody wants to stand up. Okay, mm. nobody. Nope. You just you didn't get. It was too far, and if something happened, it was too far to get back home. That was the big thing. Like the further you went, the further it was for you to get back to uh, safe soil or whatever. So that's yeah. how these pockets would develop, and then um, you would find people living across the street or the old head you knew that made hip hop in your neighborhood, like Marley Mall or whatever, would teach. But again, it's all this apprenticeship. It was really important passing yeah. it off to the next cat or having you wanted to, you know develop that cat you you wanted to have that golden touch and be like oh you dope but also the cats that you put on are dope too and, you know, mm-hmm. they, yeah you get don't forget you get your points too you know i don't think they right. keep murky and fuck up no and illegal and jamal and them ain't busting no points to eric sermon yeah <laughs> there we go man championship belt time all best, right best motherfucking pharaoh Monch rhyme on this album <laughs> All right, I'm going first because I ain't letting nobody beat me to it. All right, so you got to understand that when Bring It On comes on, right? Mm. And and this cat is like rapping. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, so I'm looking at, I'm reading them because I pulled them up and stuff like that. But when you read Monch's lyrics on this verse, there's no way they would have to really like show in a graphic because he breaks up so much stuff. Like I like, I'm not even gonna get into the the hard parts because I don't want to disrespect the band about mis misquoting this stuff. I even be getting more graphic than I need OG or thirty two bit computer chip be slipped between my lips and then I'll spit, spit it out, spit it out. Go ahead, spit it out. That itty bitty style you up chuck, but I believe I butt fucking C's from the rear and a bitch or stuck up. It's my terminology that strike the mind and rips this beat apart. You know the mini styles I choose more proof schools from the start. I flow awkwardly, awkwardly. I flow that's to the rhythm. Incisions are made into the brain and then I begin to give them a lobotomy. Follow me, I'm shaping your brain like pottery. All over the track, give me the PH, give me the AR, give me the OA, give me the HE, Pharaoh. Crazy poisons and barrels are hitting you from all directions. You cannot dodge, I managed to dislodge them from the point in which they are connecting. I am simply selecting a new, 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 style. I for piles of MCs who try to get up, 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 wow. Fuck that. When I'm in our renovative state of mind, I'm innovative. Never been afraid of rocking a microphone, I'm prone to be eliminating. Cling when I sing a song of sixpence, if it makes sense, then sing along. Cling along to my nuts, if you got guts, then bring it on. I remember when I used to listen to Farrell, I said, he raps like when they reverse lyrics on the radio. Mm-hmm. He had that flow in him. And I'm like, how do you do that? Because uh. when I thought of rapping, I thought you, you're, it's progressive. You're moving forward. Like you're rapping down. I rap downhill, me personally. And it's like this guy could take that and almost manipulate time and sound like that. But going forward, it was very impressive to me. Uh, um, just like how he starts with all that. Um, 
monster. I'm even be getting more graphic than a Neo Geo 32-bit computer oh. chip. Oh, be God. slipped between my lips, and then I spit. Spit it out, spit it out. Go ahead, spit it out. That itty-bitty style you up, Chuck. Chuck. Better believe uh. I'm... Now, now wait. This is when <laughs> <laughs> lyrics were very liberal with... Yeah. I'm going to beat an MC by doing a homosexual act. <laughs> and he said, uh, better believe I butt fuck MCs from the rear and you're stuck up. It's my terminology that strikes the mind and rips the beat apart. You know the many styles I choose a bruise cruise from the start. I flow awkwardly that awkwardly I flow. That's to the rhythm. Incisions are made into my brain. And then I begin to give them a lobotomy. Follow me. I'm shaping your brain like pottery. Pottery. (laughs) All over the track. Give me the PH. Give me the AR. Give me the OA. Farrell. Like, come on, yo. He's playing. playing. We're stretching it out. He stretched. I remember that. I was listening to it. I'm just in a trick. He was like a snake chum. The thing, and you're just like hypnotized and shit. And then it. You know, snatch you in a basket and punch you in the face with some ill line. That so bring it on, Farrell Monch. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the greatest executed rhymes I've ever heard. So I remember buying the source like hundredth issue and they had like LL on the cover, like holding five like golden mics. <laughs> and it was like and it was like best everything in hip hop history until that moment. It was like, you know, okay. best album ever, which I think was like Nation of Millions, like, right. like most hip hop word, which was word. Like that word. was the most hot word, mm-hmm. and they would have like best verse of all time, and they had like they would have like the number one joint, and then like honorable mentions, and bring it on was like second or third honorable mention. So crazy! I was always like, uh-huh. like like verbal intercourse was like second or third. Bring it on was like second or third. I forget what number one was. You imagine that there? Can you imagine the engineer when he laid that, and they're just sitting there like, huh? Like if he, I mean, back watching then, he probably, him do it, he probably Jesus spit Christ. it. Oh, like back then, I know how that shit. Yeah, know, but how? But how do you write it down to know all that shit? To know have to, no know to stop the, you know what I mean? Like that's they, what always they, kills they me. Said, they said they would, they would, they were trying to flex purposely on this track, and they yeah. said, "Let's do it like we did it in our living room." So this is something they're like, "Yo, let me try to write the craziest shit, but not necessarily lay it on my major label record." So this like, song sounds like they were like, like yo, fuck the, that. The beat's not even like that hot. It's fine. The beat yeah, is good. Really? But it's, like, it, it's there to hold them down. Right. While it's, they do all burner, that. It's like the, the flexing beat. It's not like a beat you would just play burner. in the car. Unless oh, that's my favorite burner. beat on the album. Oh, really? Burner. Oh, like, because when, when I heard Bring It On, Come On, when I heard the chorus, I just went, yes, that's what I would have put on here. So I said, Bring, bring It On, motherfucker. I was like, this makes you want to knock a nigga out. Exactly. <laughs> that, onyx, <laughs> that, that, that onyx tonic. We were all high on that onyx back then. Oh, no, no without yeah. a doubt. It's just like, it, like, like, I mean, from where I'm from, it was the type of darkness that the local music had. Mm. Like, because local Chicago rap music is really fucking dark. Wow. That's how you know Common Gat is still in college. Local fucking rap yeah. music. <laughs> I goes really That's crazy. fucking dark. Yeah. So when all of a sudden, bring it on, motherfucker, I was like, what the fuck is, this is great. And I heard it late. So I was like, this sounds like, sounds like us. Then he starts mm. rapping and I'm like, yeah, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, it just, it he just was rapping like, it was like getting, a, it sounded like getting electrocuted. Dude, <laughs> it sounds like right before the shootout or the fist fight happens. Where it's just mm. that tension where you know some shit about to happen. <laughs> you don't know what's about to happen, but you know something's about to happen. You know, 
At least yeah. that's the way I look at it. You know. Yeah. Who else got the best Pharaoh verse? I know. You I know, took somebody. Thirteen. Ooh, that was gonna be my yeah. pick. Right? Thirteen is crazy. Thirteen. Um, yeah. That was, that was gonna be my pick. I have a couple too. stored yeah. up for us. I knew somebody was gonna take yeah, it. And throughout this record, they play yeah. uh, so much with patterns intonation even the delivery like this you know coming uh coming like a red trucker you know what i mean like it's it's not even the first two bars of it don't even rhyme yeah and it's and it sounds like he's driving all over the road you know what i mean like it's it's like it's so manic and like like just like running you know what i mean and and Mm -hmm. crazy it's 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 cool to see somebody who's that much of a technician Oof. break in and out of technique, yeah. if that makes sense. Indeed. I'm coming like a redneck trucker. Watch your back. You can't steer it. Face the bass. Drum you run when you hear it. It's the most incredible rap. Individual style piles up like drug cases in Queens County Criminal Court. Shorty, step back. Nigga, you ought to watch it. My whole herd's backing. Fuck rapping. Let's take it to the corner of the block and battle with the in the. But if you would like to take it to the stage and mic it, come on there. That's how I like it. Uh, hit me in the face, why don't you? Red Poe will hunt you and puncture your voodoo. Pharaoh, I'm no slave to a rhythm. I whip it, then I take its name and change its religion. Then I chop the foot off the fucking beat for trying to escape the track. Now it's obsolete. That's just the state of mind that I'm in when I. I love the chorus for 13. The oh. beat is ill. You know what I mean? It's, it's like yep. a perfect thing. And I love that Pharaoh is like, all right, this is my solo track. I'm going to get busy on it. And and Prince Poe comes at the end with just like the screaming yep. at the end. And it's perfect. It's, yep. like, it's, it's like a perfect record. So when he says, I'll rip your shit like Sinead, I was always like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like I mean, he has a part in the first verse that, like, I, the first time I heard, it, I just had to pick my jaw off the ground. The shit where he's like, um, "I'm no slave to the rhythm up with it." Then I take his name and change its religion. It's religion. Chop the yeah. foot off the fucking beat for trying to escape, and now it's obsolete. I was like, <laughs> oh <my> "God, yeah, <gasps> that was amazing." Like, I never heard anybody. Body wins with his Kunta Kente raps. Yep, that's always a winner. Oh, that's just fire. Alaska, what, what, since, since John and Castro probably stole your shit, what do you got now, man? Um, I'm going to go with um, Extinction Agenda. Oh, you piece of shit. And it's the same thing. It's another one of those, like, just sections of a verse that blew my oh. mind. The shit where he's like, um... Nightfall, I step the rook. Then I'm looking for the original book which contains the words of God. Six hours until dawn. My quest to capture the queen without being seen by the pawns. Call me Bishop. Bishop takes rook, rook takes pawn, pawn takes knight, knight takes queen, queen takes the original King James Virgin. I'm surging up when I'm emerging. False clergymen, you're urging me to call you a virgin when to say the least. Who can you trust when a priest is now the beast? I'm the assassinator of rap. Shot. I move with the finesse and the smoothness, even though I'm 
moving inside of the grooves of a record. Check it, check it again, check it again, check it again. Check the metaphors, make sure they're making sense. And then give me 100% credit, let it meditate in your brain like a sedative. I said it and I bet it dwells in your bloodstream. Let it live. The verses, the curses that burns in the face of the first time offenders in the realm of the extinction agenda. Crazy. That motherfucker, man. So yeah. crazy. And, and and to say all that with such style. Oh. Like that's the other thing about it. It's like it's one thing to have lyrics and it's one thing to have style, but when you could just marry the two so perfectly and flawlessly, it's just like it it's fucking yeah. perfection. Yeah. That's that's yeah, absolutely hard. that shit is hard, man. Yeah. Sketch, sketch. What's is, is it bring it on? What do you got? Is there uh, no, 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 not at all. Stress, you motherfucker. Cause, my backup cause the thing, to my backup. Because <laughs> uh, the thing is, for me, is like when I well, uh, it's my favorite verse. But when having to talk about it, when I look at everything else that came out that year, and when you consider the fact that like what we talked about, they everybody heard everybody's shit. Yeah. And this is the verse that separates him from everything that came out that year. Mm-hmm. Slows it all down. You will now consider me the apocalyptic one. After this rhyme, henceforth, there They're is none. <laughs> no more will exist when I emerge from the mist and whence I was born into scorn. Most of you can't even comprehend what I am saying, even in human form, the message I'm relaying. And he does that, switches the flow completely, drops half a bar, lets it go silent. It goes, why do you choose to listen to R&B? R&B. Why must you believe something is fat? Because, hold on. Fucking genius. Nah, that's right. Because they played on the radio. 20 times a day. 20 times a day. And like, and, and, but with that, um, it's like, he literally like, hey, he shitted on everything uh. like right before he came out and a little bit right after. But mm-hmm. he also said, I am not you. Mm-hmm. This is me. Like yep. the difference between me and you is that like, when you say consider me the apocalyptic one, I was just like, all right, Nobody is you know, like no matter what you think, he's going, nigga, fuck your outfit. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care what y'all drinking at your table. <laughs> this is me. You know, like and, and I love that. I just love the idea of basically going, yo, you the man right now. Fuck you and your bitch like me. Just wow. something about that. <laughs> You will now consider me the apocalyptic one. After this rhyme, henceforth, there is none. No more will exist when I emerge from the mist in which I was born into scorn. Most of you can't even comprehend what I am saying to you, even in my human form, the message I'm relaying. Why do you choose to mimic these whack MCs? Why do you choose to listen to R&B? Why must you believe that something is fact just because it's played on the radio 20 times per day? My perception of poetical injection is ejaculation. The immaculate conception, the whole hawker who stalks bodies in Central Park. Soon emergency services are outlined, that body and chalk. Then I begin to walk away and spit. Then when I walk away, I talk shit. Huh, I jog a sprayed my face with mace. She didn't know that I enjoyed the taste of radio whack the waste. When I'm in the backseat of your midtown taxi, don't even ask me for the cash key. The four cabs before didn't pick me up. Now ask yourself who the fuck's gonna stick me up.
I guess I, I gotta go straight bullet now. <laughs> I gotta be the one. <laughs> say that, no one even says straight bullet. That, that's, think about this. That was his rhyme of the month. In the fucking source, which is the most verified shit ever at that time. Yeah. And we had four other choices before you get the fucking straight bullet. Oh, look at that. Like, that's crazy. That That's how incredible this dude was. And still, yeah. like, the, you know what's interesting about straight bullet? When I was playing it again today, I'm like, do I, it, it, it's such a great contrast to have have them have that song over the fucking buck them down sample yeah you know what i mean yep. like to pick like a sunny breezy like spring yep. afternoon type of ass sample and then say the darkest most fucked up shit in the world like that's the thing i think is like really fascinating about it and as much as we owe me and castro always fuck with alaska about it, i gave you power versus straight bullet like i like i like the sadness in the premiere beat on I Gave You Power. I really yeah. like how sad it is. But yeah. I like how this joint is like a buttery, warm, fucking brisk like, day. Like the bullets <laughs> dancing down the street, shimmying and shit. Let, let the trigger finger put the pressure to the mechanism, which gives a response for the automatic, bang, clip the please, projectiles. Like, yo, like this, <laughs> him talking about just running through people's braids and hitting Range Rovers and all this shit, like over that pretty ass beat. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's it was weird. Remember whatever album of his he did later on, where he did kind of like a like stray bullet part two type joint. Yeah, I remember that. He's he did, like, "Hi, he I'm Mister Bullet." Yeah, 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 yeah. I was always kind of like, ah, "We're still doing this stuff." Like, yeah, it was like going to the well yeah. one too many times. The video is dope, but it's also the video. Like but the, the video was crazy. Version. Yeah, short, the, short Wait, there was a video for this. No, 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 no. no. Like the the, the, the sequel. The sequel oh. he did. He did, he, he, did, he did those two joints. One was, I think, When the Gun's Drawn. Yeah, that one. Was, yeah, When the Gun's Drawn, yep. Which was forgettable. But his, yeah. but the last one was Damage. I don't remember Damage. I'm thinking of When the Gun's Drawn. That has to the be the video. The flow then. is fucking ridiculous. He does this weird flow where it sounds like he's losing his breath and, like, mm. going up and down. Oh. Then he flips it to a double-time flow. Oh. It's fucking crazy. Dude, when he it, was it's, like, like, it's like watching a gymnast move. It's like somebody chopping and screwing a gymnast, flipping. Oh. That's the way he rapped. It's crazy. When he was like, you better pray to Pope or the Vatican before I go rap. Go rap it, it, again. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this shit is obscene. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, you know, fucking next target. Margaret's face, bang, like bang. this. <laughs> he's in an abundance of brains all over the street. <laughs> Somehow we had to meet Dash Buck and greet my fucking family. I like this. I remember just playing that being like, because again, I didn't fuck with this album until I got Equinox. So I'm hearing this after I gave you power. And then I was like, oh, he's like doing that Naj shit. You know what I mean? Like not knowing yeah. when I'm playing for the first time, like Nas took this and he took the Prince Poe line about the crazy lady and all that. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker yeah. is. On some shit, God damn! I mean, that that line in that verse about the six-year-old girl, where it's just like, oh, <laughs> oh my it's like, god, she fell from the seesaw. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> god, crazy. Yeah. Oh my god, like these, he's, he's oh. just dirty with it. Like that shit is dirty. The results, a straight bullet. Like this motherfucker, man. the Donald Bird shit. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I. I and and it's probably they probably made it before after. I'm I'm guessing before after. After Black Moon came out, yeah, you know I mean? this is a couple years after that, I think. 
Because what, John, what do you, you know, when, when, when did End of the Stage drop? 92, 93? 93, right? 90, okay, 93. Yeah. Yeah, it's 93, I think. So, so they kept the sample and they were like, Yeah, Fuck this it. remix was in 93. Dropped okay. in 93. Yeah. I was like, man, that shit is wild. Let the trigger finger put the pressure to the mechanism which gives a response for the automatic Clip to release projectiles and single file causing me to ignite then travel through the barrel Headed for the light at the end of a tunnel with no specific target in sight Slow the flow like H2O water Visualize the scene of a homicide or slaughter No remorse for the course I take when you pull it the results are straight bullet. Niggas are new, hit the ground, running and stay down. Except for the kids who played on the playground. Cause for some little girls, you'll never see more than six years of life. Trite, full bling, when she fell from the seesaw. But um, wait, my course isn't over. Flat out of the other side of my head towards a red ring rover. Then I ricochet, fast pass above the ass. You damn what that nigga say? Aw, oh, fuck it. Next target, Margaret's face. And I struck it, now it's a flood of blood and circumference to a face And an abundance of brains all over the street Shame how we had to meet, dash and buck and greet my fucking family They follow behind me in an orderly fashion, bashing through flesh and wild Crashing through the doors, I project hallways to the fleck for the tiles I'm coming for you, little girl, once inside I shatter your world, swirl No more dreams, no hopes when I spray You better pray to the Pope or the Vatican before I go right Again, I'm mad again, brother. Somebody's mother will be sad again. But whose blue skies will turn gray from the attack of the Mac 11? I'm a stray bullet. All right, man, we did it. We did it with the, 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 the magnanimous, <laughs> mega, mag- magnetic pharaoh. I know who's was doing the favorite songs. Wait, We're about to get that. I, we got to take a break, motherfucker. Can, up, can I say something real quick, though? Like, yeah. Because I know we, were, we all like, like to say that Prince Poe really snapped on this record. And he did. Mm-hmm. Like, if this was just a Prince Poe solo record, people would be like, this is one of the greatest albums ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the joy yeah. everybody expressed when talking about the Pharaoh Munch albums just let you know how much more he snapped than anybody else. Oh, totally. Like, you mean Pharaoh like versus? Pharaoh versus? Yeah. Pharaoh versus, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was listening to the first record and they're pretty evenly matched. I think Poe shine, outshines him a few times. Oh, yeah, he, he gets But it. on this record, like, Poe just... Not Paul Farrell just jumps into like God mode. He does. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's never been hard. the same MC since this record, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. <laughs> no. Oh wow. Where do you go from yeah. this? You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? Uh, right. I think he's been. I think he's been scared. To be honest. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that beat again. No, he's yeah. been ch- he's been chasing a he's been chasing a pop record that never happened. The closest mm. was. Oh, him you mean um. You mean um? Was that good body move? Was what? What song is that? What that? No, that? I, no, I'm talking about my life, where he oh, uh, did the course and had to listen to a rapper I love, who he raps better than, mm-hmm. do all the damn verses. Yeah, my life is dope. Cause the Tribeca, twice, cause the Tribeca version was dope too. Yeah, all that was the course on it. Yeah, like you know, but with all that said, like his best records are his dark records, and he's mm-hmm. r- ran away from it so much. That his career just looks the way it looks because he never yeah. embraced the darkness, you know. Though I don't know, he would have put out a better record. It was so less, but he would have been a more interesting MC artistically if he had uh, actually went that way full bore. In my mm-hmm. opinion, talk about Pharaoh. Well, 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 I guess, I guess we'll, well, we'll wrap it up. Well, actually did. 
He did, man. He went, he, yo, he tried. Yeah. He expanded, man. I, I, yeah. I fucked with that guy. Let's did. lick this album. That album's fine. That's, that's just hot. Yeah. All right, let, let's, take it. let's take our last break, and we'll come back and do best song on Extinction Agenda. Bong, Quiet Culture. We'll be right back. More shit. Shablow. Yo, check it out. Silaraka, once again, new music for you to enjoy and purchase. Got a new EP out called 96 Ways I Made Out to celebrate the one year anniversary of my album, 96 Mentality. This one's crazy, man. We got uh, me and the homie PQ, Philly producer and graphic designer. Uh, laced some new t-shirts for you, did a couple remixes. Um, we also got Blockhead doing a remix with Vic Spencer on there. We got Small Pro doing a remix on there. And then we got a new joint that was previously only available on the CD featuring Alaska, uh, Call Out Culture alum Wally Clark, and the homie S. Habib. What up, Beep? You can grab it now at $3pistol.com. Uh, five joints, three different t-shirts, crazy as hell. 96 ways I made out. Get it. Peace. Peace, ladies and gentlemen. This is Prem Rock, Wrecking Crew, Shrapnel, all that good stuff. I'm here to tell you about our latest companion piece to the LP on Backwood Studios, entitled Flechette. We got a Murderer's Row on there. We got a new track with Elusive. We got Kenny Siegel. We got Woody Green. We got Blueprint. We got August Fanon. We got Analog Tape Dispenser. We got Jeff Markey. We got Blockhead. We got Small Pro. And we got a verse from Cavalier on there. What more do you need? Honestly, what more do you need? It's pay what you will on Bandcamp, which is which is crazy to me. That's crazy to me. So if you want to enter a zero in there, the goose egg, that's fine, but that's on you. You got to live with yourself. Uh, you know, we appreciate your support. And shout out to Call Out Culture, the best rap podcast in the world. If you disagree, you just didn't listen. Peace. Yeah. They like have little jabs about the industry this time, the industry that the label. Da, da, da. I think they felt like the label didn't do that well a job when they first record. And I, I think a lot of artists have like great expectations. Yeah. For the for the label to help them knock it out the park, and then right. you, you want a scapegoat because then that also yeah. can shake yeah. off my jinx. If you say, "Oh, it's the label," you know, shit. Jizzle was saying it's the label. You know, he was talking mm-hmm. about something. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that first album, though, I-, I listened to it again this weekend. Like it has some real dope bangers on it, but it like falls apart towards the second half of yeah, the Yeah, it's record. like it's nothing like outstanding. It's just very that, that era. Yeah, definitely. But that's why I was talking about the comparison with Tribe. Where you do yeah. this record where it's kinda okay, mm-hmm. but then Tribe is coming off of this. Then what was mm-hmm. their what was the next record? Um Low End. Low End. And when you <laughs> yeah. was Low End? Ninety one, right? Yeah. Exactly. So now the motherfuckers you probably think you rap better than mm-hmm. produce this crazy ass record. <laughs> right after you produce your record. Oh, and like De La Soul is dead, like all the, like you know exactly. what I mean? Like, like yeah. the pressure's on. Yeah. Like whatever you think makes you special, the niggas around you have proved they're special. Mm. <laughs> you know, that is, you know. That is, that is yeah, by, by that right. time uh, Midnight Marauders had dropped as well. So it's like Exactly. So you <sighs> so you have to go you have to go to fuck in. Mm. You have to make a straight bullet. Yep. You have to you have to spend a whole album doing things your friends can't physically do mm. while yeah. being interesting and entertaining. That's a good fucking call, sketch. Let's bring it back right now with that, and we'll do best song and wrap it up. All right, here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one. 
Koa Culture Podcast is back. Brought to you by Fila fucking high tops with the strap. Yeah. Collect the orange and purple ones and your local models. All right, here we go. Best, <laughs> best song on Extinction Agenda. Uh, John Morrison. Yeah. Got um, I don't know about the best one, uh, but my favorite is Let's Organize. Uh, great pick that song was actually on i remember i had um maybe before i got a copy of this tape i had the uh low down dirty shame soundtrack because my cousin had (gasps) i got it off my cousin it it had uh casual had a solo song on it uh foosh nickens was on it yep it was like a rap side and an R&B side. It was a whole mm-hmm. thing. But this song, Let's Organize, was on there. And I love, like, that horn part, the brass in it. It's just a dope, yo, 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 On my iTunes, I don't know if you can see it. It's got the low. It, it puts all the low down dirty <laughs> shit. <laughs> right. I can see it. Great movie. Yeah, this, that I might be my favorite shots. joint. Shorty, shorty, um, Shari Henderson. I can't remember her name. That was her last great movie. Yeah. Love she wasn't in anything after that. Low down, dirty shame. Yo, let's yeah. organize this. Cra- and it's got like like yeah. a short little OC rhyme in there. He just yeah. kinda, like pops in. OC sweated, like oh he pop right in. Yeah, pops in on that shit. If it, it feels like a black party. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why that's why I like it so much. And, and the, the utilization of tip on the chorus is just oh, brilliant. Right. You know, if you right. got the verse, I don't think it would it would have impacted the song the way just having him on mm-hmm. the hook did. All right. Yeah. Let, let me let me ask you this. This is, this is a New York shit I wanted to ask you, cats. This my my interpretation as a Philly dude of Queens rappers my whole life mm-hmm. is Queens dudes. You have like LL. You have Lost Boys. You have Mob Deep. You got Tip. You got Mob Deep. To me, Queens dudes always were at their peak. Even Bronson, when they would have like warm, shiny type of shit to rap on. Mm-hmm. Like more smooth shit, like Mike Geronimo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, like so. I always associated Queens with like that type of shit, right? I mean, so, Queens cats always wanted the style. They wanted to style out, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Single gold chain, you know, sweat is clean. Like, you, if you ever noticed, like, just that. I mean, he wasn't a New York cat, but look how Red and Meth used to dress, and look how Nas mm-hmm. and AZ. Yes, yeah. different. The clean, raw flush. You know, people wanted to look clean, wanted to look fly, um, have assortment of chains and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so they were definitely into the more like we could smooth it out and right. popular like raps, not necessarily braggadocio shit, but you, you know, we could we could ride that um, that smooth type tip to like because like, like like let's organize to me sounds like a Queens joint. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Compared to the rest of the other shit they had going on, whereas like Pharaoh when he when he when he had the song called Queens on Internal Affairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to me, that was like, oh, okay, cool. That's some queen shit. It's like warm and buttery and like shiny and like positive and upbeat versus, you know, super grimy, filthy, I like Brooklyn I'm not, shit. I'm not a death at Queens. I didn't even know a lot of Queens cats growing up. I didn't even go the fuck out of here. Queens I is almost like, a bit suburban. Okay. You like, you know, these rappers out there. Yeah, like Run DMC. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh-huh. the project were the projects, but it was like one little corner of Queens. Like Queens was more. Yeah, it's it's almost like so so if you think of Staten Island as the gateway to Jersey, mm-hmm. 
in a lot of ways, Queens is the gateway to Long Island. Yeah. Right? So the deeper you get into Queens, the more Long Island it gets. Oh, where? More houses, more Long Island. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, more homes, more houses and shit. I used to work in Forest Hills. That's that's definitely sounds oh, yeah. about accurate. Well, yes. um, sketch. What's your what's your favorite best song or favorite be- best best song? Whatever. Ooh, best song. That, damn, that fucks with me. It's um, you know what? I ain't gonna lie. Less organized is my favorite song. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I remember first time listening to the record, going, "All of this is great," but for some reason, I keep listening to "Let's Organize." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for some reason, like. I got this split in my mind where I love really dark shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I like rap music. One of the things I love about rap music is rap music, I don't know if I could actually do. Mm. I am a cocky rapper. I say that. I think I shit on niggas. But the one thing I don't know how to do <laughs> is make a happy song. Mm. A happy song. It's one of the most difficult things to do in rap music. I totally agree. Yeah, I Heavy D. To make a song that's just supposed to make people feel good after like 20, almost 20 plus years of darkness is hard. Let's Organize is probably one of the most difficult songs to be on the record yep. because mm. it makes you feel good from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Some block party shit, like John said, head on. Yeah. Exactly. And that's just so fucking difficult to me. And it's entertaining as shit. Yeah, so that, that's mine. You know. And if, if you do, I think we should probably include the um, the the archived the shit I posted on Twitter today that that Barry uh, linked us to, the yeah. the thing that Mummy and Stan Stan Ipkiss did not write the the interview with them on the making of the album from 2014, like when yeah. they talk about the making of this shit of that song when it was like. Same same thing back in the day. Oh yeah, we're 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 in the same studio where fucking tribe has got his sessions booked, and then Busta got a session booked, and then people just walking in on motherfuckers sessions, and like so two, even his cats weren't like contributing something specific. The energy right. was in the yeah. Process. So like it walks in while Pharaoh's not there, and and Prince Poe's doing a solo joint because Monch got thirteen, and then. Q-Tip walks in. He's like, oh, this is fire. Let me do some shit. And then they play it. And OC walks in. Oh, let me get on this. Oh, word. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then like, oh, might as well get Pharaoh on it too real quick. Oh, okay, okay cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just like spur of the moment shit. You know what I mean? Well, like how fresh it is. Isn't that kind of like how, in a weird way, how uh, ODB ended up on that Ghetto Superstar song? Yeah, yeah. He just walked in the room. <laughs> that's the legend. But, yeah. That's the legend, right? He was in the yeah. wrong city, wrong day, wrong studio. <laughs> Oh, word. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, because why else were you doing some of Maya and fucking Praz? Like, right. <laughs> but it, but it, it's, it's the reason the song worked. Yeah. Praz is probably shooting in the dark, man. He's like, I got to get something to work. Just <laughs> <when you laughs> it was just please. They laughing at uh, me. Who's, who's, in, who's, in, who's in the building? Who's here today? <laughs> Praz one of the best worst rappers ever. Nah. Oh, well, yeah. Of- no, we we all agreed on the last show when we did Com- Common's the best worst rapper ever. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> you be talking that bullshit. You look, know? Dad, y'all striking the whole style here, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. See, that's why I left Noriega ass alone, and I'm leaving Prime <laughs> alone. You better stop. Common was the best. Listen to like they used to say a car horn. Oh, that, that's my shit. Car horn, Texzilla. Mm-hmm. No, one nine 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 is is one nine nine. 
He destroys I mean, Black we're, Star. We're talking. We're, to, we're talking about three. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give yeah. You yep. That. It's a great song, and it and it holds up. It sounds exactly like what you know that time felt like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you listen yeah. to it now, it still makes you feel good. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, Castro, what's your best song? Oh, that's easy, man. So back then, I always, you know, I had the same thing as with Sketch. I had an affinity for like these beautiful, ugly songs. Like, um, like I really love Grand Groove, especially the, the video version. Oh, there you go. You love that Grand Groove shit, man. That shit is my shit. And so, like, main time. Intelligent Hoodlum Grand Groove? Oh, yeah. God. I'm- Oh yeah, that's on. Yeah, that yo, maintain. That's the so one. Maintain is my song. You gotta maintain. Hey. And that, I would, you know, when I would I had hip hop songs, I would. I used to trance out to hip hop. You know, I just be by myself, put my headphones on. I might run me a bath. You know what I'm saying? And I, <laughs> you know, With the salt, you got the salt. <laughs> For real, yeah. Uh, no shit. I was poor, so I had the fucking dishwashing liquid. If my mom wasn't paying attention to give me my bubbles. You know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you pour that shit right by the skin dries a motherfucker, too. That shit. Oh, yeah. I I never, I wasn't never just staying in the bath. Because when I was young, I realized, yeah, I'm kind of laying in my own film. So it was just like for a second, let me get like five, you know, because back then, songs long as shit. That's like 20 minutes. Mom yelling at me to get out the bathroom anyway. (laughs) So, like, at that point, I would get up and shower and all that shit. But, yeah, maintain. Like, I used to, so I used to check a lot of songs to, like, just get me in some moods or, like, even if I wasn't going through nothing too heavy, like that song works. Like even though yep. it's so specific, you gotta maintain, gotta hold yep. on. Like it really oh. would just bring you up. And it's like I'm, and it was like I'm crutching up my man right there. Even if yep. you don't know the specifics about what's going on. So for the listeners, um, Pharaoh's father had passed, and Poe was close to his father because oh. they were like brothers in a sense, eating meals at each other's house. And so when one when one patriarch dies of the connected family, you know that was heavy. And they're making a record. And so, like, just the whole thing of um, always have this thing about when old people die. Usually when somebody's born around that time, they kind of pass mm-hmm. each other. They kind of right. go past each other, whatever you believe. And so, like, making this song is essence of that. Like, we lost my, our father, but let's create this song in essence of that. And sometimes mm-hmm. I have the hardest time making emotive hip-hop songs. Like, that's very difficult for me. So when I do do it here and there... Um, I give my I, I I just salute the the most high because that's not me that's something else and so I can mm. definitely see something else is going on with them on this song it's the last track again it's what track. an album closer dog like that and, you that know shit. Down. it's definitive you know and the horn section is, the horns, is tight man. the horns the are tight that, there. Yep, there's and then horns. this sample is some is, is a sample that's been used probably ad nauseum I'm not that much of a sample digger but I'm pretty sure that's with, the, with that guitar yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking good look, man. Alaska, what's what's your best song? I'm torn between two, but I'm probably leaning towards Extinction Agenda. You the, son of a bitch! Uh, it's just like it's mostly the beat. Like there's like four different songs going on in that beat. Yeah, and then it's like the hook is so like kind of like cavernous, where it's like the Extinction Agenda. <laughs> and it has like um, it almost feels like there's like some Herbie Hancock thrust elements underneath there, shit, right. like yeah. working its way. I, I definitely bubbling. think they sampled Herbie on that. Yeah, That's they the definitely choir. had to, right? Yeah. So it's like I, th- I think it's just really the production on that song is fucking. Yeah, production is awesome. You know what I like about them that I've been, I've been meaning to say since I've been listening to the record a lot is they, like, they give you that MOP feel where it's two of these motherfuckers, but that 
ad libs in the choruses are so big and powerful. <laughs> yeah. And it was probably it, some people helping them out, but it was like important to show. Right, like, but it's it's it like, like there would be a hook where it'd be like forty. There's forty cats here. Right, there's forty cats in the room. But it yeah. might only be just them two. You know yeah. what I mean? Like right. it might be either way. And like, and MOP has thrived having the fucking acapella of Annie up on every fucking Dilla beat tape and everything. Like hitting with those ad libs. Remember, but like organized had that fucking yeah. punch in the face with that shit. Like they're so it dope. Did. And I mean, it's like how it's mixed, how they throw that shit in there, like being rhyme partners, knowing when to come in for the other and yeah. hit you with that shit. Like, that's a real strong force that these dudes have, man. Yeah. yeah that's Extinction Agenda, man. Sorry, I was interrupting you with that one. I joined us. And it's kind of like the karaoke yeah, it's fine. down because it's like, it's like upbeat as fuck, you know what I mean? And they're just like, bah, 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 just going at it, man. Oh, I love that shit. Well, I don't want to pick, man. You fucking assholes keep picking all my favorite picks. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like I to mean, be redundant. I wish I, I wish you we came in with stuff beforehand because I could have picked the other one I had in my head. But well, sorry, man. Um, yeah. I'm kind of torn then between why and stress because <sighs> I, I fuck with why a lot. Like, like that beat to me is like that is like some Pete Rock like large pro shit with the fucking horns on that shit. Mm-hmm. And then just talking about a girl, like, you don't think coming after Bring It On to d- talk about a girl that's playing you out. Like, yeah. after you rap the most technically amazing shit in the history of the art form, and then you do, like, this banging rap about a girl, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, you're kind of a fucking bum, bro. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, that shit is live as shit. But then this, the stress song is like, <laughs> like, that joint is... I mean, when French Montana flipped out a couple years ago, yeah. yes. I was like, do that. I was like, bring that shit back with Harry Fallon. Yeah. I was like, do that joint to me, man. I was like... That just... that might have been the song that made me uh, search out Charles Mingus. Like, I, I remember looking at the liner I... notes. Because, I, you know, I was making beats when this came out. Oh, word. But there was a ton of stuff, uh, technically, that I didn't know yet. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff was like magical. Like my beats didn't sound like that. It was like magical. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listening to this stuff. So I was like really into liner notes and stuff. And I remember seeing uh they credited the Mingus sample and it's it's not even a bar. You know what I mean? It might be a, a single bar. Wow. You know you know which Mingus song it was? Was it um, the Mingus Fingus uh, Mingus Fingus. Oh, I love Mingus. It's Mingus. on that album, yeah. But it's, it's real quick. It's just listen. It's just go listen to Mingus. Go get his yeah. bass line. Get it. That's important. Yeah. He said Mingus, stress, Mingus right? Mingus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I looked it up earlier. Their chorus was a character from Lost in Space. Which yeah, that's right. Like, like it's what a yeah, character. yeah. It's a robot. Exactly. Uh, but when you listen to the horn, it sounds like the horn when uh, aliens try to attack them. But they were under mm. uh, attack on Lost in Space. Yeah, I love Lost in Space. So like, damn. Yeah, that shit is tough, man. Those dudes talk about construction, yo. These cats used to be yeah. like mad scientists, yo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I was reading the the not right piece, and again, we'll we'll have, we'll have an episode to summary. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to Les. I, I got it already. Okay, I, put it I couldn't find it. Yeah, oh, it's it, a, it was like on like the web the archives or some shit. It's, it's web archives of not right here. I'm, I'm putting it in the chat right now. Yeah, that's just fire, dude. 
it's like uh when they were talking about why they broke up it was like well we didn't you know we were kind of downtrodden people kept saying like why don't you get enough props why don't you get enough shine or promotion and we didn't want to like keep going and then equinox Broken and all that. right there yo and Broken. i know that's what I'm, so what, what i was saying what i was thinking about was and again we said at the beginning of the show is like they would have segued fucking beautifully into the indie rap boom yep. of yep. the late 90s. They I mean, clearly did it, but I'm saying, like, even on Internal Affairs, he has a song with Poe on there. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay. In my mind, I'm like, back then, I was like, okay, like, Pharaoh's popping off again. Simon Says is massive. You know, he had other joints now, and they're crazy. He had, like, the, the Diamond D joint. The love joint. Yeah, but I didn't think there would be another fair. I thought it would be an organized computer. Right. Me too. So I thought like the right here joint that was kind of getting radio play with DJ Scratch. And I was like, all right, this is going to like segue into like the organized yeah, Buster was doing it. movement. Buster yeah. was doing crazy Buster right there. with the next oh. shit, like all that shit, you know, fucking Alchemist with no mercy with MOP. That joint is stupid. And yeah. Cannabis is doing that shit when he's on fire. And yeah. like it's all of the, it's like every favor you could get. Like Simon says, remix with meth and red. And then I was like, all right, there's going to be an organized album. Like, next year, this is going to be the shit. And then nothing. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah. it's kind of sad. You know what I mean? Like, this, like they, they kind of pulled the plug before everything was ripe for them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they kind of birthed everything that came after them and didn't maximize on it. It's fucking fucked up. That's it. Uh, say la vie. And, and, they, and they haven't gotten the props, like, not that they're dead, but, like, posthumously, right? Right. Like what, what um we were saying earlier about Velvet Underground being like the group that yeah. ten thousand people bought, bought like so they didn't have their success at that time, but since then they've yeah. become like you know this sort of like heralded group. Even Company Flow, I feel, has like more like sort of retrospective props and organized confusion does. Mm. Yeah, some in some circles, yeah. crazy to me. Yo, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I remember, like, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but when when Internal Affairs came out, wasn't the song Godsend um, uh, on there saying featuring organized confusion? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that then- was one of those things that, like, when I looked at it, I was like, well, I was like, well, A, that's love right there. Mm-hmm. But B, yeah. it was like to let people know that no matter what, if Prince Poe is on a song, He's never featuring. Mm. If, mm. if we're on the same song, it's organized confusion. Yeah. Right. Don't get, it, don't get it fucked up. That's on the album with Quali, Common, Red, Meth, Busted, like all heavy hitters are on internal affairs. And then there yeah. you go, like featuring organized. Yo, I really didn't like internal affairs. You're fucking. Really, you're fucking. <laughs> Yo, I didn't like the production on it, man. The like that raucous air production, I did not like that shit. I feel you. Why do we have a show together, man? What is happening? (laughs) We're gonna do a raucous show. We're gonna. Yeah, like I I fucking raucous sucked, man. Uh, we'll go. Listen, this bay. Hold on, we're gonna do a raucous. Fuck with behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. Behind closed doors, we go to war. All out. Oh, this. I thought you were talking about an act. Fair March was that one. Yeah, he did that joint. He did uh Alaska. We'll we'll, we'll convince you. There was a lot of it was a lot of good stuff on Rock. Rock You're not gonna be able great. to convince me at this point, though. It's like no, I'm not convinced you. I'm just saying uh, probably little things that you didn't pay attention because you hated Rock. Is that me and no? Me but I, I like I wanted to like Rock. It's like I listened to it. I bought all the shit. And I sat with it. And I was like, yeah. Lyricist really clowns. 
You are incredible. This is incredible. Yeah, man. Punching punch words. Punching words. Punching words. Punch words. But they're freestyle. Their, their actual music Please was not run. nearly as good as the stuff they were putting out. Is there like a track All of the Thurston Howell the third never stuff. came out of Rockers, did it? Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't on Rockers when he dropped. No, he was on Rockers. But I just, I, Rockers was a portal for a lot of cats that you were going. Sure, yeah. sure it was, but it doesn't mean like I don't know. I never liked the sound. Like even like First Black Star Rockers was dope, but half of Black Star is whack. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Half of his why I mean, Quali's on half of it, so there's that aspect of it. Yo, but there's some wax songs take. on that shit. Can I give yeah. you my first hot take on the podcast ever? Please, yes. Hit him. Uh, the Reflection Eternal album is nothing but a ripoff of the Equinox. Hmm. Go on. Ooh. Go on. Now, hold it. Let, yeah, let, I didn't fucking that, like the Reflection Eternal. I didn't like Train of Thought. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say it. But... When I finally listened to the Equinox, which I listened to next, I went, this is the Reflection Eternal album. Even mm. production-wise, mm. rhyme-wise, approach-wise, but it is it as poppy? Mm. Which, mm. but like, I listened to it, I was like, yo, this is the Organized Confusion album. All of this sounds like Organized Confusion. It's just these guys don't know how to make a hit single yeah. to save their life. And you know, Wally didn't either. High tech did. He had the blast. The blast was yeah. That's high tech. The blast is all high tech. Yeah, I mean, like you gotta thank you gotta thank Snoop Dogg for that one, but it popped. And Fifty, yeah, when Fifty fuck with it on mixtapes, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, that's curious. That's fascinating. That's the only thing I've always still like ever liked from those dudes. But to me, like high tech was making like fake Dilla shit. But we didn't know that. That was that was the word then. If for um, amongst heads that were like into Dilla and had heard like volume one and all of that, mm. that was the word on high tech. I never, you know, as I, I, nobody was into Dilla. I like love that. it. Listen, I love, nah, I love that's it. That's a lie. That's I not true. It. No, not like that. Not this is what I'm saying. This, this Dilla fanaticism is late. People didn't even know who Dilla was. Yes. People were confusing Dilla Agreed. with. Agree. Hold on. People were confusing Dilla. I'm one of them. With, I'll um, say this. But Naughty by Nature's producer because their names. No, no, you think of JD. Oh no, Jermaine Dupri. Jermaine Dupri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AD and then Jermaine Dupri and KD. So I, all three of them were in my head. And so KG, I'm bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Whatever. You're a mess. You're a mess. <laughs> so to me, I'm just saying like things like the black because like I remember JD having a you know good hand in a lot of production and people didn't realize it yet. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. armor and things of that nature. They they didn't know who to tribute stuff to um at that point just yet. So um hmm. Mm. Okay. I'll let that sit good. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. Uh all right, good. Well, parting parting shots, anybody? Anybody got shit coming up, coming out, promotional vehicles, buddy cop movies you got lined up. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, check out Okay, I got two things. Do it. Check out uh, my single, Killer. Well, Uncommon NASA short rock single featuring me, Killer. Mm -hmm. That All shit is fire, dog. You smashed that it. shit. You smashed All that proceeds shit. go towards the National Police Accountability Project. Okay, nice. Eighteen crowns. Get yeah, and crowns. I want to do a special shout out to my grandmother. Nancy Lee Cooper, Nancy Lee Allen, aka Granny. She passed on Friday. 
Major Rock. One day I'm gonna tell all, I'm gonna tell all the stories I can about him. You know, like you know, I lost a piece of my world map, but I'm happy she's no longer in pain. Sketch one eighty five. Word. John, what do you got, man? Um, nothing much. You know what I mean? Like, if folks want to hear me talk more about rap, yes, <laughs> they can check out uh, mm-hmm. serious rap shit on the iHeart yeah, Network. Do, do that. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm occasionally, occasionally on NPR every Friday. Usually right. talking about rap. You know what I mean? So you know, and I'm 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 out here trying to make it happen. That memorabilia That's shit. Up. You gotta plug that door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got um uh I, I almost left this planet uh two years ago and I made a record in tribute to that. It's a remix record called Memorabilia. It's on my band camp. Um and I'm actually working on an instrumental album right now. Um I'm trying to force myself to complete and mix and master this record by the end of this month. Mm. So, you got 15 days uh, left. Yep. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm like 90% done. So I think, I think I'm good. Hardest, that's the hardest part. The last yeah. Yo, yo, fuck with that Southwest Psychedelia shit. That's my favorite John shit. The Ninja Thank memorabilia. You, Woo. Yeah. Um, first to hear it, last to know. The Blue Edwards record between me and Small Pro is finished. Oh, it nice. Dropping next month or something like that. Damn. By Shane Ingersoll, designed by Quandry. Who's on there? King Flo's on there. <clears throat> um, Elogic's on there. Word. Um, Wrecking Crew's on there. Say it again. Uh, young Man. Young, young man. Man's on there. You'll figure out who he is in here. Right. Um, Alaska's on there. Distant Stars on there. Almighty. Um, I said Wrecking Crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Billy Woods on it. Wait, which which song do we do? You on know, uh, Phantom X comes, bro. Oh, fun! That was a good one. I Alive is on there. And I Alive is on there. Yeah, awesome okay. record, mastered by C Money Burns. Mm. He's great, and affordable. So get at him right now. All right, C Money Burns. And we hope y'all like the record. It's my first solo <laughs> since 2018. It's a group. It's a group, motherfucker. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> it's a solo group. <laughs> Small know what the hell it is. Small but yeah, so the record's called Blue Edwards, and that's also the, um, the collaboration name with me and Small's work on shit. But yeah, not to confuse people, it's called Blue Edwards. All we need is kill. So um, look at that. We got CDs coming, limited edition and shit. Sweet. Alaska, you ain't got shit, right? Um, I just got another A in one of my courses, so I maintain my 4.0 average. Nerd. Boom! Nerd, <laughs> Get these nerds off my show, man. Get out. Yeah, academic up in this bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Nerd-ass rappers. I love how every week you're always like, I got nothing. Who cares? It's my favorite part I mean, of the show. <laughs> I got stuff, but it's like, you know, whatever. I don't really What you got? Flip it on. Yo, man. Yeah. We, yo, I'm wearing People Can't See. I got the Wrecking Crew fucking five-panel hat. We've been shipping these bitches all over. Available. WreckingCrew.BandCamp.com. We got the Wrecking Crew album. Raheem's Lament. That shit is out. Came out on Bandcamp Day. That's a fucking banger joint right there. I've been shipping out these Ray West CDs. Me and Ray, Roadhouse Whispers. I got about... Mm. I got about I'm looking over. I got about 18 CDs left. And then we're done forever. 
Oh, that's dope. I've been hitting the mailbox. I've been going to post office every fucking day. The same chick sees me every day. I, I go, yo, media mail. She's like, say no more. Boom. She my shit. She knows who I am. Front and Snyder. Shouts to her. Uh, and then me and Chong Wizard, DJ Chong Wizard, we're getting the masters done on the record. Uh, Midnight Suns. That's that dropping in August. Featuring Alaska, Castro, Prem, Denmark Vesey, Malik B is on a fucking record. And, uh, and Nature, one of my favorite motherfucking rappers of all time. Nice. So it's that's going to be a fun pieces be on vinyl cd tape in august so there you go woods is on there too, and woods is on there and lord juco i forgot billy woods and lord juco it's, it's a it's a hodgepodge of like indie dudes street dudes my favorite few people ever and then my favorite rappers ever so there you go so that's it man well this was quite an achievement we did it organized confusion yeah. magnanimous M- M- mephistopheles edition yeah. too, whatever you call these shits <laughs> he didn't give that as the episode went on Thank you, Sketch. Thank, Thank you, John. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the Thank invite. Thanks for having great y'all. taste on our, our mentions. If you want to mention more <laughs> shit, at yeah. Colt Pod, fuck with us on. Yo, leave us more. Yo, real quick, leave us more. Leave us more bad reviews. What's that dude that said he gave us a five star? He said we're pieces of shit. We made <laughs> oh, you, the first rap. You want me to read it? It's amazing. Shit. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, our first reviews, listeners. So see if y'all can. John, you get reviews like this where people just shit on you and give you a five star? Um, no. <laughs> we generally, we generally, we generally get positive reviews. Yeah, this, this so is, is, we got a five star review. So they like the podcast, right? Right. Yeah. Um, typical underground MC opinions. I love this podcast, <laughs> even though I only agree with like twenty five percent of their opinions on rap music. They remind me of typical underground aspiring MC opinions from back in the nineties. They swear every other MC's album is trash, but their own material is horrible. I love the podcast though. <laughs> Because it's well done and their perspectives are interesting. <laughs> yeah, yo, Love Tully Pauly. Yo, Love shout out to that cat. It's that nigga that probably gave us all emails full of beats we don't like. Oh, no, it's quiet. SKECH185. We can't argue. That's the best worst five-star review of all time. So I mean, good. I honestly appreciate it. He's like, I don't like your music. I don't like you, but I love your show. I got to be honest. I got to give you props. Listen, I said to Castro, he, he had to stop and listen to all of our music and be like, I hate all of these dudes' music. Yeah, so he, he, like went, he, went, he went like on a deep dive. Yeah, I, I hope he actually been, bought the music, too. Because, you know, he said aspiring, aspiring. If, if he'll be that uh, sincere and earnest and balanced, he definitely listened to the music yeah. somewhat objectively. Yeah. A lot of it. And, and came back with, you know, his honest opinion. He listened the whole time. He listened the whole time. Oh, good. Watch when I drop my joint with Trippy Red. I'm gonna fuck his head up. Oh, there you go, boom. I got my. <laughs> you make weirdo rap music. It ain't for everybody. Yeah, man. I, I need more haters. <laughs> bring it on. All right, it is. Bring it on. Bring it on. Sketch one of John Morrison serious rap shit. It's been amazing. Stress. Blah, 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 blah. Shout out to Marl Kings. Tomorrow, King. Tomorrow, King's War Church. There you go. Get out of one. Yeah. Wrecking Crew. Wrecking Crew, we out here. Have, have a good night. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Leave us more bad, great five star reviews. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. All right, guys. Peace. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him.
Talk to him.